episode 11. No disclaimers. Lucky number. Let's go. And my friends, I'm just so pumped. Episode 11, I got a, a great man in the house tonight. Uh, already has my seal of approval just because we have mutual homies. And whenever you have mutual homies, you know, it's my friend is your friend, Mikasa Esukasa. And that's also what this show is. This is just a show for the community. Uh, you know the drill, art project, oral history. We're still trying to forge our path, make our way up the mountain, but we are going to snowboard all the way down. So... I thank you all for tuning in so far. If you got something to say, if you want to come on the show, you email me. C Stein, C is the cat, S-T-E-I-N-3-3, C Stein33 at iCloud.com. We will get you on here. Uh, if you're a little shy, you can come on as a swim. Somebody who isn't me, uh, we can disguise your voice. Whatever we got to do to get you on here, you know, you come on here. And, you know, with that said, I'm going to shut the heck up now and introduce the man of the hour, Mr. Chris Ferraro. Yes, Thank you for joining us. Dude, the people are already going wild, bro. I can't wait. This is so exciting. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. You are. Thank you for, for being willing to, to come on the show and chat it out, man. This is Stein time and it is time to chat. So, gosh, I know you drove kind of far you, on the other side of Ladera. Ladera is uh, Canada, but I guess you like to call it. What do you? South Las Flores. That's where we live. Oak Knoll. As South Oak Knoll. Okay, yeah. nice. So you got the nice clubhouse over there. Though. It is pretty fancy. I the lap lie. pool. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah, nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, we, uh, it's funny. Like when we moved to Ladera, we came back. You know, we lived in the apartments when we first, my wife and I, when we first were dating. Um, the ones like right before O'Neill after Cecil pasture, Laurel Canyon, like right where beach fire used to be. Now it's like the wine. Got it. Okay. So we lived there. Nice. Moved to mission Viejo. And then when we moved back, it's funny. Uh, mutual friends of ours, um, Scotty Earhart, Matt Hayward. Boom shakalaka. Good guys. Good guys. Excellent guys. They, uh, men are the people. Yeah. We, we like my wife and I, we had a little one. We went and checked out their neighborhood and they scared the crap out oh, of her. Oh, their neighborhood's gnarly. It scared the crap out of her. 
She was yeah, like, I can't do this. She, I she, can't live here. You just got to have do a couple beer wongs before you can even like set oh. set foot over the line. I she, feel like, no, that's a great street. That she, really is. She would have. But she would have had to cancel escrow if we were moving there. She couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't do it. Just they all. It's like, uh, you know, I feel like all their houses are connected. Just you know, ha- hallways. It's one to large all of commune. Them. That's right. Yeah, I like that's it. Exactly right. Boom shakalaka. But yeah, we. It uh, takes a village, right? That's exactly right. So yeah, we're in South Las Flores. So uh, yeah, it's a totally different place. I like don't even know. If there's times where like I don't even know things are happening in Ladera. Like I'll have friends text me like, you doing the harvest festival tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You just, you just don't get mail over there. Or what? We, I mean, the big thing is like, we, we don't drive up crown Valley. Like we use Oso and Antonio and all the Got signage it. and all like the, mm. the, I feel like the community is really driven by crown Valley traffic. That's a and, good point dude. Yeah. note to any, uh, Ladera life or Lark people. I know the Lark people I can, I can, that's a really good point. And I just Because I used to take that road to work to Santa Margarita. I would cut through O'Neill. I'd cut across and take like that road to Antonio. Oh, and you're one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was going Fly, to speed flying limit. Flying past my house at eight in the morning. And I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> That's the, dude, it's, it, it cut time. And it was, yeah, I mean, I would drive slow. I felt like there wasn't that many people because there was never traffic that way or else that's I wouldn't right. take it, you know? But. That's, that's why there's now a red stop arrow like coming into Benjamin. They like put that up a couple of years ago. By the light up at the top? Because people were going oh, too fast. Okay. Now it's like a no right on red like during rush hour times, like Monday through Friday in the morning and then the afternoon, which I think about 15% of people actually stop at that light. So. Boom shakalaka! I was going to say, dude, no right on red. and Me and the Cecil Pasture, no right on red, have quite the oh, history. Yeah? Dude. Yeah. If that light was a person, I would beat its ass <laughs> i'm sorry i just sit there i'm the guy that like sits there and holds up the entire line of people and gets honked at when it's a red light are I'm you like, serious no. why because this is my neighborhood that's my house right there like that's where oh oh on your from. side oh on my okay side. thank you no, i thought you were talking about my side see no, some that one that one was, was nonsensical like, them fighting words there's no Put sense behind dudes. that no that's a terrible right. terrible okay. light yeah horrid horrid yeah because there's no houses who right are they protecting yeah exactly so yours is my house i can i can respect that yeah you know, in your neighborhood, keep it safe. So, okay. So you, your wife and how many children do you have? We got two little girls. They're seven and four. So yeah. I do that. Cause I got two little girls myself, eight and five little girls are the best. Oh, my, melt your heart. Dude. It, yes. I, I never Everything could have is yes. fathom being a, a girl dad. Oh. But like I've just embraced that role. Like, yeah. Cause you're athletic guy or you did basketball in college. Or I was going to be a sports guy. Like that was my whole thing. Like I look, you like, still you can, can be dude. We played triple A TOC and there was a girl. Her name was Amelia. I forget her last name. Literally playing shortstop, um, hitting balls, like I'm pitching or she might've pitched in the game. I went and watched the championship, but regardless, starter high caliber player on that team and in the little league in general they're both in soccer so we're in the local aso so okay we, i coach i've coached the older one for a couple of years i'm gonna coach the younger one this year which i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go to church a lot and pray for my own patience okay gotcha coach little girl soccer but, so is it already starting with the parents uh, wanting positions and stuff or? no it's just more like at that age like little girls interest level in sports is very different than little boys on average. Oh, even little boys are picking daffodils. Yeah, or but little boys are like, they still like want to run into each other and like okay. be physical and like play. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. of the girls, I mean, and I'm not, I'm talking in generalities. Like most, there's great girls, there's fantastic girls, they're great listeners. But like the, some of the little girls, they're just not as intense about it as the little boys are at the same age. Okay. And when you get down to like four and five year olds, like then, oh, you're, yeah. then you're in a whole nother world. That's just like babysitting, dude. That's just right. like, that's the pure volunteers right there. My four and five year old volunteers. Hats off to you. My four year old is crazy. 
Like she is Oh yeah, my five-year-old's nuts. So like I had to volunteer to coach because I could not in good conscience make someone else. (laughs) Boom shakalaka. Like I cannot fathom her in a 30-minute practice. Like she she drives me nuts. So is she pretty good? Usually those are the ones that are pretty good at that age. She's going to be good. Oh yeah, Yeah. she like, she has no fear. Like she's the, she's the aggressive one. She's the, yeah, she jumps off stuff. Like she'll run into things. Mm -hmm. Like she hits the door jam like at full speed and doesn't even stop or say a word. Yeah, that's I love it. Dude. That's like her. pouring milk by herself. Oh yeah, that's my five year old dude. She'll be getting like a gallon of milk or the two gallon one, and it's like she's like thirty five pounds. Like, how are you even lifting that? Like it's, right now, it's crazy. You're freaking. And she does gymnastics. Animal. She does gymnastics, so she's like already getting like that muscle stuff. Oh, you know, like her calves are getting yeah, strong. Yeah. She has like upper body strength that my seven year old doesn't have. I'm like, Gnarly. what is this? So, yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see yeah. if she has an interest in it. If she has an interest in sports, we'll push it as much as possible. My seven-year-old's super into golf right now. Oh, that's cool. That's so, a good like, sport. all she wants to do is go to the driving range with daddy, which is fun. We went on Saturday and hit balls, and she had a blast. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they, whatever they're interested in, if they want to get into art, great. They so, why aren't you coaching gymnastics? Because I don't know a thing about gymnastics, so. Learn, brah. I know Come how on, to, it's never too late. I know how to Get pay the monthly tuition if going. they want it. Like, I can do that. All right, I'll give you that. I'll drive them there. Like I'll give you that. You know, I'll, I'll be the supportive dad. I'm, my, my biggest fear, and I don't mean this as a downside to the cheer dads of the world, but cheer my biggest fear like is that. that I become a cheer dad because when I was in high school, my buddies and I, when we were like date the girls that were on the cheer squad, they would have their competitions and they'd be in like Santa Ana or like Long Beach Convention Center, or mm-hmm. Anaheim. Like, and we would know that the girls were going on at like 1.30 and we'd like drive up and we would be there for 15 minutes, mm. like 10 minutes before, watch the little five minute presentation of like they're, they're doing their performance and then see them for like five, 10 minutes after and leave. And all the dads who had to be there from like eight in the morning till five o'clock at night would be staring at us with jealousy in their eyes, knowing that we got to leave. Wow. To like go watch college football or Bro, that was like back in the day before iPhones and, you know and all that. Like the dads uh, would look like long. I don't remember going to cheer competitions, but I remember like Oh, we would go for like twenty minutes then we're know. out of there. And then like the dads would like longly look at us like so jealous that we got to leave as they were gonna be trapped in that gymnasium for an entire day. And now that's gonna be you, so you're gonna be <sighs> That's why I got to push them to soccer and golf. I can be outside for there five There we go. Hours golf, dude, you could just become their agent. And That'd be like, great. Oh, chill, yeah, right? Golfers cool. make coin. I need to push my son into a, like a solo sport. He's been, he's good with team sports, but I feel like there's something. Like him and I were skating a lot. He That's was good. riding a, a, a scooter, but um, <laughs> no, he can skate too. But, you know, now with he's so in love with baseball and he's playing at a higher level, it's, it's hard when he's got teams to play for and. I don't know. I always dreamed of being the little league dad. Like my dad was a big little league dad. He was a, you know, vice president of our little league back in the day. He coached me and my brother for years. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, like I was telling you earlier, like I have a yeah. 40th birthday party on Friday of a buddy of mine that I met in little league. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. It's like, I remember met, striking like my friends out still to best. this day. Yeah. <laughs> so that we could call one of them right now. <laughs> And just talk and, trash? Yeah, just talk. We about should, what happened dude. We should. 27 years ago. In dude, league. hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Just like with my kids, man. Actually, that's that's one of my life pro tips here. Let me let me give you the first life pro tip okay, here. Okay, here we go. So this life pro tip. Don't just let kids win at games. You can slow it down. You can teach them strategy, but keep it real. Someday they will beat you fair and square, and it will be a moment they will always remember with pride. Step into a slim jail. Without a doubt. Right? We're... uh. We're trying to get... When's the last time your girls beat you at soccer in the front yard? Uh, never. Boom, 
Boom shakalaka. So the big one right now with both of them is when we go to a restaurant, they want to bring like an iPad or a tablet or yep, something like yep, that to distract yep, yep. them. And we're trying to get them into coloring, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The color, like they give you the little thing at the restaurant. So they're both really into tic-tac-toe. Nice. Yep. Yep. My wife and I refuse to let them win in tic-tac-toe. Like yeah. that's not how life works. Exactly. Like I want you to learn the game. I want you to understand there's a very simple strategy to this. And then once you get it, if you somehow trap me, you'll win. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we're going to end up in a cat's game. We'll just move on. But I'm not letting you win. Yeah. That's just not, that's not how the world works. Or no. at least shouldn't work that way. We'll see. I agree, man. I agree. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't let them win. Sometimes my wife gets mad, but I, uh, you know, yeah. Not only do I not let them win, but I always talk trash when I win too. So, <laughs> so you go a little extra. I go a little extra. That, I have a thing with, with my son, son for sure. Uh, but I mean, you I love it. We always have daughter. fun. I have a thing with him because he's a pitcher, right? And I tell him, all right, so a hundred bucks when you can strike me out once, a thousand bucks when you can do it three times in a row. No, that's and not he's still, be good for you. He's still, I know, hey, he still hasn't, he still hasn't hit it. Wait. There's been, there's been like times where he's had two strikes on me. And uh, one of them, I was kind of tripping, but, you know, I got a piece of it. Just wait till, Boom, he's, <laughs> wait till he's in high school. No, it ends like when he's 13. Like, tell him when it's 13. When he's 13, we got to reevaluate the the stipulations. At of... least $1,000 then won't be as much money as it is now. <laughs> oh, inflation will I make know. that a little less painful 30 for bucks. You. <laughs> oh, inflation's been killer. All right, good. So I'm glad I glad we agree on that. Oh, yeah. Don't just let your kids win. Good please. Pro tip. Good please pro do tip. not. Okay, next one. Ready? This one's good, too. Something I'm not guilty of, but for any of you peeps out there, LPT. If someone tells you they're pregnant, don't say, I knew it, or I thought so, or even, I was wondering. It steals their chance to surprise you, and it makes them feel like their body behavior has been under scrutiny, which is creepy AF as F. Uh, where do you get these brilliant tips? That one's fantastic. Dude, I just write them myself. I like, like At it. night, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, and I'm like, Life pro tip number 33. The only correct answer to I'm pregnant is congratulations. Like that's. Boom shakalaka. And I'm guilty of this as well. Pre children. You know, yeah. Pre my wife yeah. getting pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Like our first experience with doing that. Like I was like, I knew it. Or you like. Yeah. The classic is the. Oh, I'll just take a water when you're like out to dinner with friends. Mm, okay. Okay. I yeah. get you. Just I get don't you. just let them tell you. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't ever ask. Oh, That's yeah. one thing I've learned. Is never ask. Never, ever, ever, ever ask. There, because that can only go one of two ways. And the if one is yes, I am. And the other is horrible and you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to ask a girl who's not pregnant if she's pregnant. There is only downside. <laughs> yeah. So we could, uh, we could agree that <laughs> you don't want to ask a girl who's uh, who's not pregnant if she's pregnant. Okay. Nice. Good. So, again, you don't want to – when they tell you they're pregnant, you don't want to say, I knew it or I thought so or anything like that. Like, you, that was brilliant. Just say, congratulations. Congratulations. Can't go wrong. You're going to be a politician and if they're one day. O- and if they're over 40, you, you can throw a question mark on it. Like, congratulations. Boom, <laughs> 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 shakalaka. That was for Claire Dean. Yeah, Love right. Claire. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they're, that's going to be rad. Though. You're going to have a boy or a girl. Shout out to Timmy Dean. Timmy Dean. They're having a girl. Episode was, seven, I was, think. I don't know. One of them. Like Go that. look that for was, Timmy Dean. Well, uh, I'm going to misappropriate this quote, but there's the quote that the... Uh, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Which yeah, what's usual, that usual from? Suspects. A movie, right? Usual, usual suspects. suspects. Okay, but I'm okay. sure someone else said it. 
I've adjusted that now after listening to your podcast that the, the greatest trick that Tim D never pulled was convincing Ladera Ranch he's trustworthy. Is that? <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> that like blew my mind. He's not here to defend himself. I can call nor, him. Nor we can he. get him on right now. Oh, that's I a, great. I, great. I love Tim D, dude. He's, so, a, he's a mellow dude. Like I, I couldn't imagine him in a rock band i just can't but i mean i mean i went to although i can imagine him shows. raging yeah was he sick he was probably pretty sick they were really like, good he tim seems was, like a guy that just gets on the stage and is like Rah. but tim was no tim was like a statue like it was like freaky like he was like so into <laughs> when he was playing but he wasn't the big animated one he was like the guy that you were like that guy like it looked like he was battling demons as he was playing <laughs> but that's not who he was like he was just good like they they were awesome. Offset was great. I love those days. Dude, did you go to their show they had not too long? I want them to come again. Dude, so, I'm gonna be 40 in July. I should have a big fat rager and have them play. Dude, it would be so much fun. They well, gotta, if get, I can they gotta it. get Bob to fly back from England because he lives in England. Oh, now, shoot. Can't can you be Bob? You might you sound like you know all the songs. I can't play bass. I couldn't do the bass. No. Uh, but yeah, they uh no, we went to, we all went to college together. And my favorite, actually my favorite Tim Dean story that doesn't have to do with offset is I had never heard of Harry Potter and the second Harry Potter movie was coming out and Tim was really into Harry Potter. I think he still might be really into Harry Potter. Wow. Like read all the books and stuff many times over. So he comes to our dorm room. I, uh, I shared a dorm room with his brother as a freshman and he lived off campus. He was a couple of years older. So he came by the dorm room one day because he wanted to go see the second Harry Potter movie. Mm. And I didn't know what it was. And he's like, you want to go with me Ferraro? And I'm like, what is it? And he described Harry Potter as uh, it was like a f- part fantasy, part sci-fi. It's got like wizards and magic. It's like really cool. And I was like, <laughs> now you have to remember, like when you don't know Harry Potter, you're like yeah. magic wizards. I'm just like, I was thinking like, I'll take a st- chance. Like Star Wars. I was yeah. Thinking, or like, like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, Like maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, he did not tell me the lead character was 11 years old. Like oh. we were watching little kids. And I remember sitting in the movie theaters at Fashion Valley in San Diego with Tim Dean being like, what am I doing here? This is a little kid movie. And he hey, at least obsessed. you weren't dressed up. He uh, he would have been if I would have joined. Him. Oh he man, it's up. he's gonna he's never gonna talk to you again after letting the world know that. No, that just increases his street cred. Actually, he's the man. I love to. Yeah, There's it just no shows bad. how creative he is. Dude, oh, yeah. for real. Awesome. He was he's just a trendsetter. He was onto it. Like you know, he was an early guy. So he can straight up call every other. What do they call Harry Potter fans? Oh, I, hopefully. They don't have <laughs> my daughter. My seven year old's actually obsessed right now. She's got like two chapters left of the third book. Oh, it's like what we read nice. before she goes to bed okay, every night. Okay, okay, okay. All she wants to do is go to Universal Studios. Oh, we just went. It's pretty sick. Like, yeah, a few weeks ago. I mean, she's sick. like all about this. So I'm like, well, let's do Dude, the wands are like 7,900 bucks See? for this little plastic wand thing. I'm and like, I wait, guess... does it like do anything? No. And now they have Cosplay like a super, or whatever. they have like a super Mario world. Oh, that thing's too. sick though. That Was world's insane. Yeah. So that's the other it's thing. They're obsessed rad. With. They're both obsessed with super Mario and Mario Kart. So like if I take them there, they're going to want to go all the time. Like I'm trying to hold that. Like we made the mistake of doing Disneyland really early as kids. And then I was a Disneyland pass holder for a few years. Like I can't, I can't go down that path again. I'll never go to, I hate going to Disneyland. I hate it. I despise it. The only good thing about Disneyland for me, who's not like a big Disney guy is watching your kids love it. Yeah, obviously. But like seeing their, their actual like physical elation on the, in their body is worth all the stupid money you spend when you're there. And the five years it took off my life. Yeah, you got it. The lines are killer. Dude, it's no beer or anything in there, too. It's just you're in like, the wrong park. You got to go to California Adventure, man. 
But the, that's not where the rides and the characters are yeah, and all that. Yeah, they got a little bit of Pixar stuff over there, but I know what you mean. All right, so give me your life pro tip, your Ladera pro a tip. A life pro tip. Or Ladera pro tip. Ladera pro tip. Gosh, I don't know. Ladera Come on, you moved here in 16, right? Yeah, but I don't live in Ladera. I live in South Las Flores. You want South Las Flores? <laughs> this is in Canada, guys. Pro tip. Uh, Ladera's Canada. I mean, honestly, like, it's not really like a pro tip, so to speak, but like get involved in the community. Oh, that one's been said. But you like, can't do that one. No, but I Sorry. mean like, I mean like not like get involved with your children, like get involved okay. with the activities that they're involved in, get involved in literally, go. get involved in ASO, get involved in, we played basketball for the first time, my seven year old. Oh yeah, yeah. Get involved, like meet, because like whether you like it or not, their coaches, their teachers, the, if you, if your kids are in a singers company things like that mm-hmm. dance class like those teachers they're gonna they have a huge impact on your children mm-hmm. and if you're not involved if you're a parent that like drops them off and sits in the back and looks at your phone like answering emails you're missing the lessons that are being passed on to your kids and so well, i don't know if i want to sit at singers company and watch 30 little girls dance oh, i mean dude. i think being on the phone might be the ah, smarter move in that uh saying, situation right there's wisdom being no i get what on. you're saying i'm just being a smart ass you just, you just gotta you just gotta pay attention to what's being passed to your kids a lot of it's great but some of it you're gonna want to yeah on, so yeah i had a quote or i had a new stat like an episode of trigo about like the book bannings and essentially like 90 percent of book bannings are done or implemented or they, the reason for them has to do with people that have no kids in the school. Sure. It's essentially grandparents and, you know, or parents with kids out or just, you know, and those are the true people of society, the heroes, I guess, just watchdogs. Yeah. In a sense. Um, so you're right. You really do have to keep an eye on, on, especially at that level when they're idolizing people or they want, I'm sure they want to be like their teachers, you know, like they think Huge. they're the best actress or this and that. So, all that you got to keep that in that check. stuff imprints on your kids. So, isn't it weird? Like what you remember from being a grom? Oh, there's yeah. some memories I have that I'm just like, whoa. Dude, whoa. My, some of my teachers are like legends in my mind. Yeah, that, like right. like mountains that I'll never be able to like tear down. Like there's nothing. <laughs> oh, that, you got to give me an example. You can't say that. Well, and like, then <laughs> we had a sixth grade. I had a sixth grade teacher, Mr. Rollins. I went to Dapertola in Mission Viejo. Um, okay. Like the way he 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 was the first teacher that treated us like adults yeah. you know, we're like 11 12 years old we're in sixth grade like yep. we're idiots yeah I mean, oh yeah we are the so. e-bike that was the e-bike generation right like that was that was that age i'm so glad we didn't have e-bikes oh god or social media i'd be dead if i had an e-bike like we would have been so yeah. stupid yeah or social media <sighs> yeah i don't i don't envy our kids generation with social media yeah, or the generation going through it right now. That's terrible. But <laughs> Mr. Rollins just, he like, he respected us and teach, even though we were kids, yeah, he treated us like adults. So his, his lessons that he embarked on us, that he passed on to us landed so differently because you felt so significant in his class. Like you felt like a significant part of the community, not just a kid. And that's he was like the first person that treated. And that's like, how we need to approach our e-bike kids in this community. Is I feel like we come at them so like harsh, you know? so hard. But yeah, we just got to have a, a dialogue. They don't bug me. I mean, I'm an I I I'm a big I hurt my ankle. It's been a few weeks, but you know, I, I would go to the skate park religiously. So mm-hmm. I see those kids like mobbing around. Like you know, it's the same ones being silly in the park that are being silly in the streets. And in reality, I don't. <sighs> my concern's more around the safety set. Like for care. who? For them for or them. for you? For them. Like I'm worried about them. Like 
the, I the, get it. I get the it. Helmet with no strap under your chin. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like flying in the wind. Like yeah. if they hit something, that helmet's the first thing flying off their body. Like bro, that's not but doing the, it. The chicks don't dig that, bro. I mean, when I used to skate or like ride my bike or rollerblades or whatever when we were kids, like I didn't like wearing my helmet. And the rollerblades. Second, uh, I'm going to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> the Rewind. second I got away from my parents' True house, boots. that helmet came off. Okay. okay right? Okay, like, that's yep, what we yep, all yep, did. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. That's what I'm saying. I see some of them riding down the street, and they have the helmet dangling on their handlebars. But we weren't going 30 <laughs> miles an hour. Oh, true. That's the part I'm more worried true. about. Yeah, there's a couple times I remember probably going that fast on my bike and feeling like it was going to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. You're like cheap Huffy that you have. <laughs> yeah, Huffy Diamondback. Yeah. Diamondback BMX. <laughs> that thing was definitely and then I got better and I had an Elf. Oh, dude, that bike is probably worth like four grand nowadays. Probably more. Like old GTs, like the shitty GTs, like more. the Performer. More. Yeah, like the GT Performer. What? Like, that's, I threw that bike away, I think. <laughs> it's in the you dump know? in San Juan. Yeah, right yeah, 40 feet deep by this point, La Plata. Yeah. But shoot, man. All right, all right. So you came to Ladera about seven years ago. Where did you grow up? Grew up Mission Viejo. La Paz was oh, the center of the universe. Okay. Right? La Paz, that that's where it. we cross paths. That's right. We're still, one day. day it's just going to click, like, how and when. I know. You know, we'll be like, oh. Carl, the Carl night we Steinler did had 18 like, beer bongs. Didn't you have like bleached hair back then too? Dude, yeah, parted in the middle. And parted in the middle. And then middle. I buzzed it, I think. Yeah, I shaved it all off in like eighth grade because this one no dude who was like my homie. You know how you have those homies that are like, I don't know. Okay, so I here's what I remember about like the La transition Paz. from seventh to eighth grade. I remember like being in elementary school and, you know, like I'd, I'd have homies, but like, I don't know. I like once small. once I got to LA, like junior high, I started like getting some attention from ladies. And then when that happened, I started to have dudes that I like used to be cool with that were all of a sudden just like total dicks. You know? And that's what made me shave my head or bust my head is because they're like, oh girl hair, this and that. When in reality it's like what a puss I was. Oh, like no. I should have just you know, who care? Like if my kids ever do that, that if my kids ever do that, shave their hair because like someone told them it's not cool or something, I'll be so sad and feel like I failed as a parent because. Well, you'll be involved from the time they're little and they won't do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, well, what are you trying to say? My parents weren't involved? No. Or no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, I am busting your balls. I know. But I I was raised by wolves. I really was. My parents got divorced when I was 10. I love them both. I think like our generation because we were kind of like the transition generation from like no technology into getting technology, right? Yeah. Like we were the Facebook generation, right? Like we were the ones that like in college. Oh, yeah, I never used out. it. My wife was a big, like she was so AIM. I remember dude. She AIM, like, hit oh me up God, on that. Freaking AIM. Used to drive me nuts, but she was always on it. I'm I like, wish oh, life I was as simple chick. as AIM. That was, right? Those are simple days. <sighs> but like, so because easy. we transitioned. Porky Threester, dude, that was my was name. And it was because my little brother had it, and we used to always make fun of him and call him Porky Pig. <laughs> so, but then I just kept it. It was always Porky Threester. Then as I got older, it got kind of turned into like something cool. <laughs> but originally, it was after Porky Pig. But because you did that, right? Like, you did that. Yeah. You're like, I feel like we're more aware of what it was like to be a kid and like what it was like going through all those changes because we had so many weird changes. Like our parents' generation didn't have that. Like they didn't. They no, the boomers. Like they just, they didn't go through this giant shift in American culture the way that we did with the internet. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I like can remember thinking to myself like when I was way younger than I should have been thinking about this stuff. Like when I have kids, I got to make sure I don't let them do this. 
right? Like when you I was were thinking school, that back then, dude. I was thinking about that shit because I was worried about like wow. Like, I, was, like, I did not think that ever in high school. I I mean I just watched how the world changed. There's times I thought, man, I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> but I sure as hell never ever know. thought. I definitely think about, about future now. kids I, but being I can bad. Still, but I can still like think back to being 16 and being 13 and like remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I feel like we're more aware of that. Our, I don't think my parents were thinking about what it was like to be a 13 year old when I was 13. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that they didn't. They didn't empathize with I just you. don't know if they had that perspective. Our, us being like, when the internet came, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't know what that was like. They no, understand. true. The reach that we had all of a sudden with email or AIM. Dude, you're right. We're talking to people all over the place. Dude, we, sure. we had chat rooms. Do you remember chat rooms? Yeah, like, chat rooms. They didn't know that. All they had, they went to the park. That's yeah. how they talked to people, right? Yeah, or webcams to video chat. Like, Dude. oh, now it's just built in everywhere. A weird. The world got weird really yeah, fast. Yeah, it did. It got so much smaller. Right. And it's a shame. Like, I remember driving around, you know, with my dad and I was doing, and he'd have Thomas guides. Tell him oh, like, yeah. freaking look at a map. Oh, yeah. He'd look at a big map, then he'd have to get zoomed into like a mid map, then finally like the small map and like you know what I'm saying? But he learned, he saw he saw life. Like you learn a lot by taking wrong turns in life, right? Or there's a quote by uh a f- uh pro skateboarder Wes Kramer. I'm sure not many people know who he is, but he's he's sick. And he's uh he has like no social media and he's one of the highest paid skateboarders ever. I think he has a Sodi Award or Skater of the Year Award. I'm pretty sure he does, which is like the ultimate honor, I'd say, in the skateboard world, because Thrasher magazine gives it out. Um, but anyways, uh his his quote that I liked, I heard it and like something I watched him a few weeks ago was uh three left turns make a right. And I had to stop and like think about that That's for a second. Well, this motherfucker's right. Yeah. Like, you know, like and That's pretty good. Yeah, three left turns do make a right. Uh, you might be one street over from where you needed to make the right, but you, you know, you're, your ass you're, you're going, going the same yeah, you're alleys. going the same direction. <laughs> After you make three lefts, you're going the same direction you would have been had you've made that right. And I'm like, dude, like, gosh, genius. Genius. You could have totally ripped that off and made that one of your I could, I should have. Oh, I totally should have. I should have made that today. I learned. Well, I'm just gonna go with a Carl Steiner quote here, ladies and gentlemen. But it's it's just slow down. Yeah, I can't claim the usual suspects quote. Like people, too many people know that one. Kaiser so say. Yeah, that was a good. Like go. they don't make movies like they used to anymore. Or maybe I just don't have time to see movies. I anymore. think we're also getting old. We're get, we're in that like getting into like that old guy age now, where we're like, oh, they don't make them like they used to. <sighs> it's true though. Kids, toys, movies, everything. Everything breaks easier. Yeah, everything sucks. Like microphones, cords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we came in with an even sicker intro. I spit like a whole two-minute oh, rap, and then verse. we had a broken cord, a dude. I think uh, Nate Dog was going to be posthumously hitting me up and saying, that was sick, Steiny. That was sick. All right. Today I learned, after being scolded by a woman who felt that his shoes were too expensive for kids... Shaq forwent a $40 million deal with Reebok and signed one with Walmart. He then brought in designers from Reebok so that his Walmart shoes would look costlier than the $20 price. Over 400 million pairs were sold. Shaq is the man. He's so smart, dude. He, he like, I mean, his... He's so great. Yeah, he's, he's sick, dude. Time, he's rat. If you spend any time reading about Shaq after basketball and the way that he, like, 
I think it was Bezos that inspired him that told him like invest in things that you love and that you're passionate no, about. No, it was like some little teeny Jewish guy who was who like was? his like agent guy who like his family before he like I think when he was at LSU or whatever coming out of college he like interviewed with all these agents, all these agents, they're all like, I'm gonna get you ten percent, twenty percent returns. Like just like dude, everybody knows you beat the market maybe one year out of seven if you're like Nobody beats the market continuously. Or not by one, that much. Yeah, not by that much. Right. Or even continuously. You're talking about about such a fraction of all the money managers out there do it on a continuous basis. So like this this little Jewish guy comes in, he's like, I'm gonna get you like three to five percent, but you're, you know, and it's just like basically just told him like straight up, but you're never like gonna go broke. You're always like da da da. And now look at Jack. Yeah, now look at Jack. And he, I mean, he went with that guy, and he Rich. still. I think he says he still calls him. Like on big business decisions, and there were times in Shaq's life where Shaq would buy like a car for him, and then a car for his mom or his family, and that guy would literally call him up and be like, "This car's so expensive! Like, why'd you buy that car?" You know, like kind of light him up. There's so many like anecdotes about Shaq, like Shaq being in a jewelry store and like seeing some some like newly engaged couple in there to like make their layaway payments, right? Like they're gonna pay off their engagement ring over like years, and Shaq just walking up and being like, "I got that! Like, let me pay for it!" Like, let's go, Shaq. And when there's like thousands of those out there, like where Shaq's like this big generous benefactor, like yeah. when, that's, when there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like that's obviously who he is or else people wouldn't talk about him in that benevolent way. So Shaq's the man. Yeah. Like, love that quote. That's love that he, and it's or love that he did that about Walmart. That's awesome. He just poached the Reebok designers. That's genius. Shaq's the man. I didn't even know they had Shaq shoes in Walmart. Little did I know when I was screaming at him for being fat and not winning like five championships in a row with the Lakers. <laughs> as a kid. Boom, Gosh, him and Kobe cut it quits way uh, too early, it was bro. the worst. And I wasn't even like a Laker fan, but they were like on what? TV every day. No, my family's, my parents are originally from New York. So oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an NBA, uh, like a widow, like a tragedy case watching the Knicks for the last, <laughs> for the Ewing? last 38 years. Of my, that's the worst part. Every time you say you're a Knicks fan, people always point to Ewing. Because that's the last time where we like, like we had one good Carmelo year. Yeah, we went to like the Eastern Conference Finals. Space is more popular than any player. Spike, uh, Spike, Spike Lee. Yeah, he's he's more well, popular the owner's than any trash. players. James Dolan's just trash. Nobody wants to play for him. Like when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided to go to the Nets over the Knicks because no one wants to play for Jimmy Dolan. That's like gnarly. that's so bad. You're in the like, garden. Sell the freaking team. Terrible. The garden's sick. You ever been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. pretty rad. It's I saw a Patrick Ewing there, there, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I saw a hockey game there. I've been to Rangers games. I've been to, like three Rangers games, like one Knicks game in my life. A lot okay. of Yankees games back there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's not in the garden. But yeah, the Yankee yeah. Stadium's sick, too. So, so it's crazy. I've never been in New Yankee Stadium. Like, I've just never gone back there in baseball season since like they've been, it's been like 2008 or nine. It's been there forever. Yeah, it's been there for a minute. I haven't been to it yet. Been to a bunch of other ballparks across the country, like yeah, different me too. places, but I, I haven't been to that one. We're going to Fenway, my wife and I. Ooh, we have our, I haven't been there. So we have our 10-year anniversary this year. Oh, Being married. So it's in it's in September. And on like the, our weekend that we're going to get our 10-year, we're going to go to Boston, which is my wife's favorite city in the world. She loves it. I've never been. So I'm very Me excited either. to get to go for our 10-year. And it's Red Sox-Yankees oh. while we're there. So Those that's tickets like a, are going to be a fortune. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, got ten. If we're there, it's splurge. like yeah. yeah. We were gonna splurge on like some big European vacation. Some things popped up that didn't make that possible. So yeah. now we're just gonna splurge on. Were you gonna take the kids? No. Boom shakalaka. No, You need at least two weeks though. I feel like. Oh, for Europe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, 
Yeah, like nine days minimum. Eight, nine days minimum. I'm I, also not, I'm not a long vacation guy. Like I miss my bed. I miss, I love getting away from work for a couple of days, but then I like miss working. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like I've never done two weeks. I don't know if I could. Oof, yeah. Right. Gotta try. I know, right? Gotta try. I've if done like it, nine, ten do days Do it somewhere kind of local so then if it doesn't work out, like I could just go down there and fill in for you. <laughs> I got a laptop. I can work anywhere. Oh wait, but you miss the office. I know. Oh, the stop. office misses you, dude. The office yeah. misses you. Steiny will come down there. I and got handle good people. It. They'll handle it all. All right, I'll tell you who's not good people. Uh oh. Today I learned during the 2000s, Google, Apple, Adobe, Intel, and several other mega corporations had a mutual agreement not to hire each other's employees in order to keep salaries low. This led to a 400 million class action lawsuit. Oh, so that's like antitrust. Yep. Boom shakalaka. SEC, baby. Terrible. Terrible. Antitrust. But isn't that gnarly? Like, how do you just, like, that is a conspiracy, right? Just isn't a bunch that of how suits. gas prices work? <laughs> like, why is every uh, gas station five cents cheaper than the one down the street? And, like, there's never a, like, there's one actually in Mission Viejo now. Barry Brothers. Have you been over there? Barry Brothers. Barry Brothers. Barry Brothers on, gas? Where is it off? What are the cross? Marguerite and La Paz. It's uh like where Ralph's is, where the old yeah, Lampos Pizza no, used to be, is. Yep, in yep, that yep. center. It's called Barry Brothers now. It's a good like 20 cents cheaper than anywhere else. Wow. It's crazy. It's just you got to like venture out of Ladera. You have to leave the safe confines of our bubble. It's so hard, the bubble within the bubble. I didn't say that during this intro shit. I was blown at see oh, the freestyle. It's 11 game. episodes. You're getting comfortable now. I know. You got to get your None back on your toes. None Let's of go. that. Shoot. Barry's Brothers, huh? Yeah. Is it like, do they only have 87 and or do they have all three choices? No, a guy does it by hand. He just like cranks it. No, it's Shut real up. gas. They yeah. got all three choices. You can get your fancy car, your fancy gas, if that's what you're looking for. I know. I was putting in 89 for a minute but then i think it's the same so then i've just been down with 87 my father-in-law is a huge car guy he like okay. worked in the car industry his dad used to own a body shop okay service shop back in kansas city but he worked in a uh, racing for years motorcycles nice. dirt bikes okay. atvs cars he wants the high octane no 87 what? cars today don't need it they don't really need, unless you're getting like high performance vehicle like unless you're like driving around something crazy yeah which most aren't you don't need it He's like 87. He goes, the way that those engines function now and the way the filtration systems work, they don't need the high-end stuff. It's so they just sell it for more money, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, it does cost them a little bit more. But I can feel it, though, in my car. More. I really oh, can you, feel it. You took the blue pill. No, That's dude. not true. You don't feel shit, dude, Carl. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel that I have more torque. There's like, like when 20 I put in car 91. guys listening to this right now. Like, put it in the 91. <laughs> Hit us up. I know. Us up. Get, I'm gonna get bad feedback on Spotify. no, dude. Hey, I mean I, that. Well, I'm good with that because, like I said, I've just said screw it because gas has been so expensive. I'm just gonna put in 87. 87. It's not like I'm racing people or you're not beating them off the blocks like you're in fast. No, wow. had enough of that in high school, dude. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, good times. Do you remember street races? Uh, like I you pull up to somebody and like rev next. I didn't have a fast car, but my friends did. And, uh, I remember oh. I had friends. Well, I went to Santa Definitely Margarita. used a couple of my nine lives in those times. I was going to say, I went to Santa Margarita. So we had some friends with some fast cars. Oh, yeah. And I definitely Fat was in the trust back seat too. and front seats of some of those cars where you're like yep. clutching. Yeah. Butt cheeks are clenched. Yeah. We did we did some stupid shit back then. Those moments of, wow, I think I should have died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my closest. It's moment, weird how time slows down in those moments. It really a, does. There's a moment I had a old Jeep. Cherokee, Grand Cherokee, and I was passing somebody on like uh, 
It's like old Highway 395 or something like that down in San Diego County, like out by Bonsall. I want to say 395. Okay, it's not 395. Okay. 395 takes you to Mammoth. Yeah, like okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was passing like a big rig. And it's the first, I think I'm like 17 years old. It's probably the first time I've ever passed a car on the left. Oh. And I go around it and there's no way I have enough room. And I floored it. And I remember my buddy Zach is sitting in the passenger seat like, with his like feet on the floor, like fully like embracing for like this head on impact. And then I cut right over in front of the big oh, like at the last shit. second. And I think in the moment I was like, this is awesome. And then like immediately afterwards I was like, I almost killed my friends. Like this was stupid. Head on like, collision. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. On a one way road. Just on trying a one, to pass yeah, one way. Yeah. To save one minute getting <sighs> home. Like how dumb is that? In the dark. Just brilliant. That's how legends are made. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not forwarding this podcast to my parents now. My mom's going to freak out. She's like, oh, what? She can't spank you anymore. You what, Those days are long gone, I know, right? Right? My mom was a... I had the overprotective Orange County mom. Helicopter mom. Oh, yeah. So really? The joke we tell is... Uh, well, that I tell is that the first time... We lived on the top of a hill in Mission Viejo in a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever left that cul-de-sac was the first time I was able to drive a car away from that cul-de-sac. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't... I like. She was the mom that, like, if we had to ride our bikes to our friend's house, say a five-minute bike right away... Yeah. We'd be like, all right, mom, we're leaving. And my brother and I would... I got a brother who's like 18 months younger. We'd jump on our bikes... Ride our bikes over to our friends. And if it was a five-minute ride, at seven minutes, she was calling that mom. No way. That's oh, yeah. great. She was great. I love that. She was great. She I was tough. She, she was great. And that's where, like... Did you ride your bike to school? Uh, no. Like, we the elementary school... Oh, yeah, yeah. To. Get your mission. Okay. We'd, walk, we'd walk to elementary school, and then we carpooled in middle school. So, not, not a lot of walking. I rode my right. bike in elementary school. I remember it was, like, the most freeing times of my... Youth, dude, I was big time. Like Were you fourth grade or third grade? And I got to roll up on my bike, locked it, liked it in the bike rack, showing dude. off to all the girls. Pegs, the yeah, pegs, pegs. dude, hop on their some... homie, no electric bike. I'm pedaling, and my homie's some gonna pedal. Pegs. Yeah, oh, you know it. <laughs> Back you when you had it. the parted blonde hair, yeah, <laughs> dude, girls love those frosted tips. Shaved it. I know we need to get a photo. I really shouldn't. Like someone else was talking about that hair recently too. Is that what Kelsey? That what drew her to you? Was the I was a, maybe that that was a little like before she met me, but <laughs> you know, it definitely the pictures is what it works, dude. It worked, and, and not only was it frosted tips, but I think I used to rock puka shells at that time too. <laughs> so it was frosted tips and puka shells, bro. I was like, gosh. I don't know what I was thinking. I actually like the things you were doing in the La Paz bathroom. I could only imagine. Yeah, I'll never say I was like all Hollister, Amber Crombied out because I actually surfed, but Ark, I was pretty close to it now that I think about it. <laughs> Thank the God. Good old days. Right? The good old days. And uh, my remember Jinko jeans, oh dude. God. Solos. That was a big Ben deal. Davis. Shout out Ben Davis. Those girls had those giant like platform sandals. Oh too. gosh. What were those? Do you remember the brand? No. Like, enormous, like black huge. Sandals. Yeah, I know exactly what you're Every talking about. Every five foot one seventh grader was all of a sudden five five walking <laughs> those things. Yeah. I never want to see those things again. See, this is the this is like our kids are going to miss that. I, well, actually, well, who knows what back. the hell they're going to have? Like it's, bell bottoms probably going to be making a comeback. It's going to be something. terrifying. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's going to be terrifying. I mean, if they even have like real life friends, it's all going to be like on the computer and it's all going to be in their, uh, what's the Apple visor head headset? I, belt? yeah. I mean, I haven't done too much research on those just cause it's like at four grand. I think I'll wait a little bit. You yeah, know? you wait for the C model when it comes out yeah. for like fourteen hundred. Or what is the retail? Is it thirty five or is 35. it four grand? It's Th- well, thirty four ninety nine. Starting at 
Oh really? Five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Okay. There'll be upgrades. So but what do you tell me? You sound like you're, you've you've researched these. So what do they do exactly? No, I mean the I've watched very little. I have a neighbor that works for Dell. He okay. uh, he's like kind of been researching into it because he like makes fun of how his company is like so far behind. The I was gonna say he probably hates Apple. He's like we, we used to go, be so cutting those edge. Those damn cool right? kids over at Apple. He's like we were so cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he like a video that I saw that was sports related was how you could basically. Use your entire living room, like if you had like a large wall, and then you could throw up like six different TV screens and pull your NFL Sunday ticket into the vision and see all six games going on, like at the ten o'clock hour. Wow! And like, and then like based on where you're looking, it would like focus on that screen, and then like you'd hear that announcer. That's gnar. And like that, it would just, and then you'd turn to this game, and that announcer would come in. Do you have to train it? I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's intense, though. But like, that's a little too creepy for me. But like, then who needs a sports bar? Like, I got a twelve pack for way cheaper than a sports bar. Like, I could just hang out. It's probably gonna go that route in five years. They're probably gonna literally have digital sports bars where you can sit in your house, but you can have people. It'll be crazy. Literally right next to you. The meta. Remember the metaverse? Like a year ago, was gonna be like the big thing. I feel like it still is. They're just early on it. This, but they're just Web three is changing. Because I think the initial version of it isn't what people wanted. And now they're like, let's do this. Like, like you heard about Snoop Dogg spent like millions and millions of dollars building like a mansion in sandbox or something like that. One of those metaverse worlds. Oh yeah. I don't think that's what people want. I think what they want is still like real life experience. There was like real estate in those meta worlds going for millions. Yeah. I spent not a lot of money, but money on the money, like their money. Yeah. Ma- like mana and sand. Yeah. yeah. That shit's not working. Oh, mana. What's mana at right now? I refuse to look anymore. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Not, not what I bought it for. Shit. That was a mess. So wait, what platform did you buy the digital real estate at? I didn't buy any real estate. Just a lot of mana. Oh, a lot of mana. A lot Shit. of NFTs. Oh, my <laughs> little brother was big on NFTs for a minute. He made some good coin, but then it all crashed. I made some really good money really fast. Yeah. Got really lucky on one that was like a totally rare on like a mint that I got like a rare piece that did, was mm-hmm. not worth anything, but somebody paid a lot of money for my one card. Mm-hmm. Then thought, well, let me reinvest that. I'm going to turn this into like a new oh. house. And yeah. But I did. But the funny thing is like guys that were in that in mm-hmm. that time, you see like Porsches being driven around that said like the license plates like NFTs. Because they like guys made a ton of money. And they've now since been repossessed. They just sold it all. <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I have a friend of a friend who I will say is my uncle's friend who made a stupid amount of money on NFTs. But he was early in board apes. Like he was early. Okay, to well, that's like the only one that's ever been successful. I mean, he made hundreds of thousands of dollars in like six months. It was crazy. Yeah, that's, money that's it. I mean, he never made millions because he was conservative. Got he it. Made, he sold fast. But he made pretty close to a million dollars. Like, I've seen his... The crazy part, too, is you can track it all. Like, you can pull up his wallet and look at all of it. Like, yeah. see all the transactions. And you're like, he's not lying. He made a ton of money. Interesting. I yeah. mean, that's where... That world can't go to that. No. I hope not. NFT, yeah. You I know. want kids to play baseball. <laughs> right? <laughs> Going to TOC games is fun. Hell that's yeah, dude. I broadcast it. That was even more it. fun. You're so immersed right now. It's great. Yeah, dude. I'm pillar of the community. <laughs> <laughs> a breaking, corroded Look at you. pillar, but a pillar nonetheless. A pillar. Still a pillar. Can be right. fi- I'm a work in progress pillar, I right? Like Nobody likes a perfect pillar. You got to have a pillar that's moldable that you can move. At least that's my philosophy. 
with women once you're uh or with my woman you know once you do it straight up and if you're out there and, and you want you know a girl never wants a perfect guy ladies and gentlemen never ever ever do they want the perfect man because the second you're perfect is the second they can no longer make you better every girl wants a man that they can make better in my opinion right if they can't make you better as a person then you're boring and you're going to get kicked to the curb real freaking fast. You got to leave some, you got to do things to show them you're not perfect. Like all the time. Right. See, my mentality is more that women like men who make them better, make them laugh. Well, yeah, that's, that's the way to their heart. Make them laugh. But if you make them better, well, that's like the, the same thing I'm saying, but for yeah, a woman, dude, you're taking my thing and you're flipping it around. Just making it better. Like I'm saying woman. that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> just making see, your thing straight better. up. So, yeah, they, they, they want a project, I feel like. You know, if you're some perfect dude, you're boring. You got to keep them on their toes. Nobody's perfect. You got to be a little late for dinner. You got to freaking, you know, make them yell at you sometimes. It's a, a, a small peek behind the Steinler family. Yeah, right keep here. them on their toes, baby. <laughs> keep them on their toes. One more beer, honey. I'll be left, home when left, I'm Left, home left when right, I'm duck. <laughs> no, three lefts is a right. There you go. Three yeah, lefts you gotta is make a couple right. left turns. Right. Not in boxing, though. No. Three lefts could be the floor in no, boxing. You'll get knocked out. Yeah. Put your hand up. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. It's been a while since I've thrown a good left. I don't think I've ever, like, actually boxed. A buddy of mine's into it right now. He's, like, boxing. Oh, it's like, a training. great workout. Where at? Like, to fight, fight? No, just to, like, train. Just to get in better shape. Is there a boxing gym down there? Yeah, I don't know where it is. That's a good one. Off to find I heard there's Texas one in Capitol, like, right off the freeway. There, there used to be, remember back in the, going back in the day in Mission Viejo again, Crunch. Oh, uh, yeah. Kaleidoscope. Yeah. All I wanted to do was be 15 so I could go take boxing lessons. Really? Dude, yeah. I thought that was so cool. There was a boxing ring in the freaking mall. Oh, dude, come over here. I'll pass it down. There you go. My son's 10. I'm going to, I'm just starting to teach him some things just because I want him to, A, be able to defend himself, but also he has two little sisters. That's good. That I told him, like, I will never, ever, ever get mad at you for Defending your sisters. Yeah, my father-in-law fought Golden Gloves back in the day. Ooh, so nice. I'm not going to mess with him. I don't care how old he is. Dude, I'm for taking, sure. I'm not taking Straight a, up. I'm not taking a right cross from him. Yeah, right cross. Got to take care of his daughter <laughs> and his granddaughters. I would have been scared shitless asking that guy to marry my uh, marry his daughter. Uh, he's a teddy bear at heart, so it's okay. How did you ask him? What did you say? Um, I went back. So, like, we... So when we lit, we were living in Ladera. No, we had bought our house. No, yeah, we bought our house in Michigan, I think, at that time. But we uh, went to dinner at their place in Laguna Niguel all the time. And I would come from work. And so we'd always have two separate cars. And then one night, I, like, had the ring in my glove box that I already bought. And he was, at the time, he was the general manager of an IndyCar racing team. So mm. he was traveling all the time. But he was home that weekend, that week, so we wanted to have dinner with his, him at his house. So my wife left and then I just pretended to like flip back around. I texted her that I had like left my phone or I left my key, whatever. Something sure. Yeah. Something. And I run in the house. I like knock on the door and they come to the door and they're like, what's up? And I'm like, Hey, where's, where's Becky? Where's your wife? And he's like, Becky, come here. And she comes down the stairs. And then I like just told him like, you know, obviously I've been with your daughter for a few years now. I love her. We just bought a house together. Like I want to have a family with her, but I want to do right by her and want to ask you guys first. You know, yeah. can, do I have your permission to propose? And they like start crying. Nice. They gave me a big hug. And they're like, of course, of course. And then, so then I told him. Now should... let's discuss the dowry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I got three Bull ghosts. Shakalaka. 
Um, but yeah, then we just, we talked like I want, I had in my mind that I wanted to like propose it like a nice dinner and then go back to the house with like our family Sick, waiting yeah. for us. So See, you are a planner. I like it. Oh, I'm such a planner. Wow. Such a planner. Wow. My friend. I wish I'm, I got that gene. I'm the, I'm the guy in the memes about like, especially with like golf groups. Like we all have that one friend who does da da da. Thank you. <laughs> like I get sent that by nice. like, by like 14 different people send me that text. They're like, have you seen this? It's on Zyre Golf. It's you. And I'm like, yeah, you're the ninth guy today. That's me. I love that. Dude. So, yeah. So, so I just had to make sure he would be in town because he was traveling for yeah. races. So he was like, I'm in town Tuesday, June 5th. Nice. I was like, all right. We're having a fancy dinner on a Tuesday. That's a pretty cool job. He, he's a mechanic for an IndyCar no, team. He was a general manager. He like oh, ran, wow. he hired people, that's fired gnarly. people, built yeah, the team, gnarly. race strategies. Like, Who he was, was on the company? Like KV what? Racing Technologies was the one I knew him on. So okay. like Tony Kanan, uh, Mario Marias, Takuma Sato, or like some of the uh, Will Power. But who right built their they engines? Uh, they had Chevrolet, and they had, they had one year they had Lotus, and then they had Chevrolet. I didn't even know Chevrolet did Indy cars. Yeah. And then uh, the that's the open wheel racing, so Indy 500. So my wife and I have been a bunch of times. That's right. Do you go to the Long Beach Grand Prix? We used to. I actually sat next to Gene Simmons and ate lobster and drank no with Gene way. Simmons. Dude is tall. Oh, How tall? Like 6'5". Wow. But like a that's monster huge. of a human being. Like upper body's huge. And he's Jewish, right? They get, oh, yeah. Dude. Boom shakalaka! I have Jewish. So I, I, know. Yeah. I know. You're allowed to say that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, hey, dude, you don't see too many like super tall Jews. So he was one. like that, yeah. And that's without the boots. He was just walking around in regular yeah. clothes. So, yeah, but he was a monster of a man. But, yeah, he sat like right next to me. And my wife's just sitting there eating. She's like a big country fan, like old like 80s, 90s country. And I'm like elbowing her. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that's Gene Simmons. And she's like, who's Gene Simmons? No. And I'm like, kiss? And she's like, and like she looks at me like who's kiss, but she oh. doesn't say who's kiss. And yeah, I'm like, she I'm like knew. we gotta do some rock and roll history. Right? <laughs> you were already married at that point. Nah, I think this is when we were just dating. Okay, okay. But I was good. Like, so there was still time. Yeah, to, we didn't break up that day, but there was there was to just brush up on, on the, the you know, the street cred. The... I'm like, do you know the seventies and eighties at all? <laughs> Detroit Rock City, nothing? No. Oh man. No idea. See yacht yeah. She Dude, still doesn't know rock, kisses, yacht rock, all of it was so good. Dude, there's such there's no music. movements like that in music anymore. Dude, again, we're old. We don't know. I do know. I see what the kids are. It's all. To. It's all. It's all house. It's all that. Oops, oops, yeah. Oops. But it's yeah. I mean, that's what we say is house. But it's like it's all remixing other songs and throwing in beats and stuff like that. Really? That's that's the world. Kind of like how I did with Nate Dog. Exactly. Okay. Just go to Vegas. You oh, want to know what's shoot. you want to know what's popular in music? Go to a pool party in Vegas, and then you'll figure it out real fast. Shoot, man! I wish, come on, that sounds like torture. Nah, that sounds like torture. It's always fun for a day. <laughs> Which one would you go to? When's the last time you've been to a Vegas pool party? A couple of years now, pre pre COVID, right before COVID. Okay, my, a bunch of my buddies went last year. My wife and I were on a trip. We already had a trip oh, yeah, planned. That sounds they sick. went to Vegas. They did like the Encore Beach Club thing. Threw it back like they were twenty three years old all over again. Yeah, your wife Wes really like your friends. <laughs> she always say, "Babe, I'm going to a pool party in Vegas with, uh, you know, my homies from high school. By the way, we're all in my wedding party. Yeah, um, we're all almost forty. I don't now. know." Right. You know, I don't know. I'd have to really ask nicely, I guess. Sometimes it's fun to pretend like you're young again. Oh, I don't feel old, man. I really don't. I don't. That's the key. I still do 
young stupid stuff all the time that's not good. even on purpose just like on accident <laughs> yeah it just kind of happens that way so the second i start thinking about stuff is when i'll feel old i think i don't know plus my kids too it's nice to be able to like school them and stuff and just yeah. be like well that's why you got to get more into golf and like, yeah i'm into golf because you can be good at golf when you're old yeah, there. That's you're not gonna point. be able to take him in one on one in basketball. Yeah, or skateboard. And he's gonna strike you out one day. Like Ugh. things are gonna happen. Don't say that. It's gonna don't happen. Scare me. But like golf, you can you can. I, I mean, my kids are gonna blow by me in golf because they're just gonna be better than me at some point. But you can have a long period of time where you can play those sports with your kids. Have we had any like pro golfers come out of Ladera or? So, like the best female prospect right now just went pro, and she I think she's from. Irvine, but she was a member at Coda de Casa. So like she's oh, wow. local. I can't think of her name right now. This like on the spot. She literally just want, she turned pro. She Is like, she pretty? I don't know why I asked. That. Um I don't I don't objectify. Is she marketable? Like yes. Is she marketable? Yeah, she'll be she's not like Oh Nelly, yeah. Not I don't Corda. Yeah. She's not Nelly Corda. See, dude, you're so woke. It's all semantics no, if you want. I switch one word and now all of a I'm sudden just, he knows exactly I'm what I'm talking bullshitting about. You. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Not not okay. Not in so, what mind. turns you pro in golf? Is it like the so she had won or? like multiple NCAA championships. So, if you go play in a pro event and you're not a pro, you're still an amateur. If you win, you don't get any money. So, when what? she's like, okay, now I'd like to make money, she went pro. So she won. The first so the event. player decides to go pro. Yeah, they like fill out a form and like declare they're <laughs> professional. That's it. Yeah, nice. I, I think the actual technical term is you have to win seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow, to be a professional. I know this because I have a side gig of running little golf things. Oh, so like, okay. That's nice. my that's, that's my little sick. hunt. All right, talk yeah. about that real quick. So this uh, this started over COVID, and it really like what it came. It's called Flag High Society. Flag High Society. Flag High Society. I got a little Instagram page. Um, At Flag High Society. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's a little side thing that I do. Um, what it, the idea behind it originally was, if you've ever played in a member guest tournament, either as a member of a country club or a guest of, to, of a member of a country club, it's basically like a four day party really like there's a day of like where you get together you have drinks at night they'll do like a putting contest maybe like a long drive thing maybe play a practice round drinks so are all tournaments multiple rounds these are these member guests is like it's the opportunity for the country club to like show off it's their way to like put on display how cool it is and how much fun it is to try to you know ideally they'd love to pick up a couple new members but i think it's more of a just a tradition at this point okay okay so if you go to one of these it's like all you can drink all you can eat are they once a year? Party. Do all clubs do them? That one's once a year, yeah. Okay. Every every club runs it. Like Bella Kalina and San Clemente did theirs a couple weeks ago. Coto just did theirs. Um, my buddy's a member at La Costa down in Carlsbad. They do theirs in October. It's mm, a nice course. So like, but these things are just a raging party. It's basically an excuse to act like an idiot. Yeah, but for four days, right? It's like ASR. So I was gonna, <laughs> so I was gonna start this company with the idea of like making the public course version of that, just a one day. But like an open bar, have a great time kind of event. Yeah, rad. Bring your friends. Well, I decided to try to talk this, start this while people were still like halfway out of COVID, not really all the way out of COVID. So the first event didn't really go off as planned. Yeah, I get you. What year was that in? 21. Okay. So what ended up happening was it kind of morphed into more of like a travel, like the other idea that I had off of this was being like a travel concierge for golf trips, for buddy trips. Hey, I got 12 guys. I want to go here. I want got 16 guys. I want to go here. So now booking like nine or 10 trips a year, mostly for friends, but I've gotten a couple of like random referrals lately. Like I got 
these three three brothers that live out in Houston and their dad that lives in Chicago, they wanted to do a trip and I got them through like a friend of a, like three degrees of separation. Guy just texts me one day. He's like, is this Chris with Flag High? And I'm like, Sick. yeah, who the hell is this? Like, yeah. So we booked a trip for them with the three brothers and their dad. Um, but yeah, it doesn't cost like anything extra. And are you getting them into like Pebble Beach and stuff? Oh uh, yeah. You want to go to like, I've done Pebble Beach, Big Sea. How do you Lodge. get into these places if you're not a member? So Pebble Beach is public. So okay. a lot of the public golf courses that. is where you're really going to do it. Okay. So the, the big, the big thing is like, it's the places you want to. But there's be. not a gnarly wait list for Pebble Beach or? Nah, you just got to book it in advance. Like Pebble How Beach far? is probably like six months. Oh, that's the craziest time. one is called Bandon Dunes. Mm-hmm. It's up in Southern Oregon. Uh, they are already booked through Halloween of 2024. Why? How long have they been a course? Uh, the late 90s is when they opened their first course. They have five 18 holes and one par three course right now. They're On building, their land. They're building a sixth and a second par three, like as what? we speak. It is golf heaven. I went for the first time. And it's a hard course. Last August. You can play them pretty easy. They don't have to be hard. Why What's hard about heaven them, then? It's... It's on the Oregon coast. Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Um, waves. If you get good weather, we went in August. It was like 65 and mm-hmm. sunny and beautiful. Um, one of the courses is called Bannon Trails. We actually go back through the pine trees of like like the Pacific Northwest. Like what Sasquatch you think about. country. It's stupid. Like every hole, like you get off a green and you basically like walk through a little tunnel of trees and then you like emerge 50 feet later and it's like this grand up. Like that's ta-da! Rad. Like so look how badass this like, hole is. Up, yeah, that's rad. That's the whole like once in a, It's just yeah. showing off over and over again. So like you're as you're walking, it's all walking. Like okay, you gotta, nice. you gotta have like yep. a doctor's letter. Like my leg's about to get amputated. <laughs> like, it's <freaking laughs> But you, you like, get looked down on. <laughs> yeah, like one of the caddies. Like I've worked here four years. I've seen one cart. So you're like, okay. So wait, wait, side note, real quick. What do you supposed to tip a caddy? Um. So they recommend forty to seventy dollars per person. And then you pay. Like, oh wait! So you guys all share a caddy. So you and a buddy share a caddy. He carries two bags. Oh, and then what the, a beast! The fee is like a hundred bucks for the caddy per person. So you're round. So you're paying him two hundred for no matter. You're paying him like one hundred forty to one hundred seventy based on what you guys want to tip. So we did the group that I went with. It's eight guys from college, mm-hmm. and we we sh- when we go on this trip every year, we just share everything eight ways. Like no matter what, like we go eat, we go drink, whatever. We're just sure, sharing it. Rad, eight ways. It yeah. makes it easy. So we just kind of like looked to one guy that had been there before and we're like, what should we tip? And he's like, 60 to 70. Like, your mm-hmm. guy's calling. We're like, how about you just handle all the tips? And he just did it. So nice. I don't know. I don't know if we tipped him 60 or 70, but they were great. You get the same guys like the whole trip. But that okay. place is, it's, you know, like four restaurants, two bars, beautiful golf courses. Hotel on premise. Hotel on premise. We had like a cabin that's like back in the woods. Sick. It was stupid. Like, it was, it was awesome. Wow. But it's like, if you're not a golfer, there's nothing. For and is it an expensive place? No. Or you it, said they're booked till 2024? Halloween of 2024 right now, yeah. Oh, my god. For gosh. rooms. You can get a tea time, but Got they don't it. have, like, a room for you. Wow. So, like, but it's not, like, a place that I, my wife doesn't golf, so I'd never bring her there. Like, yeah. She would hate it. Like, there'd be She's nothing. She's going to have to start if you got both your kids doing I it. I know. She, we, went to the range, we went to the driving range on Saturday, and she took a couple swings with my clubs. I'm like, oh. Did she connect? She did. Whoa, she used nice. she always talked about how she used to go to the driving range back in the day with like old boyfriends when she was like in high school and stuff. Oh. I've never witnessed this. I got to see Whoa. it firsthand. She did a pretty good job. Do you think she was like comparing your swing to theirs? 
uh, to her, my my ex her ex boyfriend that I'm thinking of is a lot better golfer than me. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> He's a good dude. What? He just, what? He just, what? He just opened what? a new restaurant like in Rich Michigan. Oh my gosh! Club. Don't tell me you're gonna start promoting his oh, restaurant now, dude. Oh, hey, we need good restaurants go in the kneecap for you. We need new good restaurants. Oh man! Okay, okay. It's wow. It's, it was. It's a sore spot for Ladera. <laughs> Our restaurants are horrid. They're in the right direction though. Yeah. Like we're 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 trending. Okay, we're trending so what direction. what do we need? What do we need badly? Yeah. We need like a real sushi spot. Yeah, I was just gonna say like some We need like a real sushi spot. Yeah. But like the hard part is like you can't really get a steakhouse here, right? Like the thing that makes Hannah's work is that it's right outside the freaking gate of Kodo. So you got like a yeah. captive audience of people with money. I and that's a like, cheap steakhouse, if you ask me. Totally. But like yeah. good quality. Good, like, good quality. Like yeah, probably great the best, food. Probably great the best food. deal. And just food. It's probably the best food around Hannah's. Yeah. So like if I'm getting a date night and we're going to go to a steakhouse, I'm going to the beach. Yeah, Mastro's. Right? Exactly. Like I'm going to the beach. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't even want to go to Ruth's Chris because I don't want to go sit in, on Jamboree or whatever it is. Michelson. Yeah, or well, Ruth like, Chris is. Well, yeah. But like. At least Morton. You're trying to go to. Mastro's because you want to go to the ocean, or you're trying to go to Bourbon Steak down in Dana Point because you want to yeah, go to the ocean, yep, you're or you're gonna go to Solani's, oh, which is my favorite. Epic Solani's, that's my favorite epic. spot. That place is awesome. Yes, but like that's that's where you want to be. So like putting a steakhouse in Ladera, you're not gonna get the crowd. Like no one's going there. Yeah, right? no, can't do that. Like people aren't gonna do date night at a steakhouse here. We're gonna go to the beach. So can't have a steakhouse even though it'd be awesome. I think the counter is a good play. It's a good move. Give you some high quality burgers that are like fun. What's the counter? That's going where that BLK burgers was. There's oh. a there's a there's two counters in Irvine that I know of that I've been to. It's like make your own burger, like build your own burger. So like twenty different topping choices, ten different cheeses. I don't know if I'm down with that. It's kind it's kind of elevated. They'll have taps, mm. tons of taps. So if you got a little beer rotation, we need a batting cage, dude. I was talking to Timmy Dean about that. They need well. There's what they, so much empty space up there. We need infrastructure. Like we need we like need, a whole baseball batting cage. With like, remember you lived around here? Remember the batting cages off Via Fabricante back in the day? Yeah, Grand dude, Slam, like, dude. Yeah, arcades of like, dude. So we knew Just in my drop me off and leave me there. There was right? one off Journey in Aliso Viejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that was owned. Too. That was owned by a dad of my little league. Okay, his son was a year older than us, and. uh yeah, that place was awesome. Like we, used to, he had an indoor soccer thing. Why did he close it down? I don't think they made money. I just don't think it makes money in the long run. I think it's hard. Well, nowadays I think it's a lot easier to make money with it. Like back in the day, we didn't have all these like privates. You don't need like as many. private lessons left and right. You know what I'm saying? We just played in the street. And, and I think back then you needed a lot of employees to run those places, and now a lot of that stuff can be automated. So there's yeah. probably not as much overhead cost, but we need, we, we need here when I say infrastructures, we need like commercial space and we need like industrial space. Like what we they're building commercial space, it's right minimal up there. How many more? Re you're talking about a whole like shopping zone? Somebody, no, what? no. I'm talking about like businesses. Like you need oh, like, like offices, offices. Like you look at Elise. So when they built Aliso Viejo, they built a huge commercial yeah, but it's too Division. commercial. Aliso Viejo is like all apartments. No, I'm talking about like Laguna Autobahn. There's like houses in the there. The north side of Aliso, where like all those office buildings are, where you have like Pacific Life and like big, like six story class A buildings. Yeah, right by the toll road. Because that is what. Where Rakuten used to be. Right. Those guys are the guys that, and, and girls, are the ones that eat at those restaurants for lunch. Got That's it. That's how those restaurants make money. Here, 
because we have minimal commercial space for like offices mm-hmm. at lunchtime. When you go to Selma's on a Wednesday, there's no one there. There's no one working here. And like, if you're sitting at your house, like, are you going to go spend money at Selma's? Or are you going to make yourself a sandwich? Or you make yourself a sandwich. But yes, if you're like in an office, if you're in an office, you're like, let's, let's go grab, let's go grab some food. Yeah. So always, always without the commercial space, it's hard for restaurants to thrive. That's a great point. And I learned that from restaurants on the run. They taught me that. Really? Is that your first job? Like that was an old school. You job. were a gig worker before like the gig was before a thing. it was big. Yeah. I worked in before the call gigging center. was gigging. You were gigging. I worked in the call center for a while, like a summer job. And then in college I would come home for like we had like a five week break. Yeah. At like Christmas. They called it intercession. Oh wow. Nice. And I would work that private school, right? I would drive. Yeah, fucking expensive. Do what you want. But I would drive for restaurants on the run at like Christmas time and like deliver nice. food. Yeah, that's like rad. That. Yeah. It was great. Rad. I remember that was like groundbreaking at the time. Wait, claim jump world deliver? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you meet weird, weird people delivering food. Oh, I bet. We I worked at BJ's down in La Jolla when I was in college oh, like, during the school year. That was a good spot. I remember I used Dude, to go there sometimes and hang because I went to UCSD. Oh, yeah. You we had a lot of weirdos from your school. I'd have to go deliver to. And then I try to find the dorm dorks, rooms. There's so many dorks. There's so many rooms at yeah, that place. There's a lot. I would get lost with pizza and then the pizza gets cold. They don't want to tip you. It sucks. Never any hot chicks, huh? No. Not yeah, not a UCSD. The, For all you young people listening. Yeah. Great curriculum. Great. We used to get the degree. Uh, we used to get the four four girls would walk in five minutes before closing when I was a server. Oh, gosh. And they'd order a Pazuki and four waters. <laughs> and it would come out to like four dollars and like ninety six cents, and they would always leave six bucks cash, so you'd make like a dollar. But then they'd sit there for an hour, and if you were if you were like kick them out, dude, if you're like the last guy there and like you're the last server on, you have to like wait for them to finish. Oh so it's like gosh. me and the manager just stuck there, and I'm like, it's Thursday night, like I want to go to the bars, and yeah, I'm standing here Thursday. until eleven o'clock. Did you live day. in Mission Beach? Yeah. Oh, enough said. Heaven. It was heaven. Yeah, good time. Forget right? Bannon Dunes was heaven. Mission Beach was heaven. It was the best. Because <laughs> you got that one stretch of Mission Beach. It's literally like maybe two blocks on to the left or right. It's beach and bay. Beach yeah. and bay. It's like a little strip. Sweet. It's the best. Dude, I got mugged on that boardwalk. You did? Yeah. Careful. Yeah, I was actually walking to Daniel Morgan's house. Shout out, D Morgan. Oh, if you need a no. home in Costa Mesa, hit me up and I'll hit him up for you. That guy's the man. Daniel Morgan's great. Um. Dude, yeah, yeah, long, long story, but it was, uh, yeah, tell me how you get mugged. I mean, Mission Beach was supposed to be the safe one. Ocean Beach was where you get mugged. Yeah, no, Mission Beach, dude, it just, there was, like, on the boardwalk, and they were building, like, the wave place, and it was dark, and we were leaving a bar, and I was, like, with a couple homies, and I don't know, these guys started talking to me, and my homies, like, felt it, and they ran, but I just believe more in people, so... I could start I once I knew it was coming, it was kind of, uh, I couldn't run. So I just, uh, yeah, it was tough, dude. I remember just. No right cross is thrown? One. One. And then okay. immediately went to the ground and just covered up. Um, well, I tried to grab the one guy that I threw the cross at. Gotcha. They, they just got, like, kicked. The beating really wasn't too bad. I mean, I got kicked in the head, but I was pretty covered up. I got kicked in, like, the, the ribs, too. Um, and they stole my wallet. I had my passport. That was the biggest bummer. I had my freaking passport in my pocket. Oh, and at no. that point, I was traveling a lot. Um, That's a hellish experience, just trying to get a new passport. Yeah. No fun. Yeah. Which is because I hate thieves. I, thieves is one thing I cannot stand in life. Thief, my, uh, thief and a freaking rapist. Well, just uh, kill yeah. them all. Ugh. Kill them all. 
That's a girl dad that just sent shivers down my spine. Yeah, bro. Right. It's disgusting. Terrible. Disgusting. Terrible. Terrible. Love my life. worst. Uh, my worst beating in Mission Beach was at the Sandbar. Mm. Dude, that's like a local spot. Yeah, that was a great bar. Literally right on the sand. I was walking down the mornings. I remember mornings was always best at the sandbar. Sandbar was great. Bloody Mary's in the sorry. I I walked down the stairs. I I stumbled and I might have had a couple too many adult beverages at the Mm. time. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the uh this is after college, unfortunately. But yeah. Uh (laughs) one of the like bouncers saw me, who was probably triple my size, and he's like uh you got to go. And I was like, no, no, no. I just tripped. Like, it's just wet. And like, he didn't even say another word. He grabbed me by the back of my shirt and like my belt and literally like DJ Jazzy Jeff threw me out of the sand. Like I was in the air and I'm laughing because in my mind, I'm picturing the Fresh Prince like flying up. Yeah. Like Uncle yeah. Phil throwing Hell jazz. Yeah. Hell he yeah. literally threw me. He always I wanted Hillary. I like hit the ground. I'm like, oh my God. And I actually went to Matt Hayward's house. Oh, ham bonus. Because he lived like right around the corner from there. And I was trying to see if he was home so I could like, because I was bleeding from like above my <laughs> eye. Because I needed to get something like, like I was like, do you have a band aid or something like that? No, nah, he wasn't home. So I ended up in like some random person's house getting cleaned up. Nice. Yeah. What a disaster. That's gnarly. A bouncer freaking did it to you. Oh, he just launched me. I was like, oh my God. Then I'm like, la- that's the best part is I'm just laughing to myself. Like, And then you like, wised up and went to insurance. So if that yeah. happened again, you, <laughs> you would uh, be and protected. I was protected. I was taken care of properly. Yeah. Nice. So, all right. Talk to me about that. And are you Chris Ferraro? insurance chris, chris ferrara jr. jr yes so uh i work for a large uh not to be named insurance company okay um these my these the next things that i talk about when it comes to fire insurance especially but auto insurance as well um are not the thoughts of any insurer but mm-hmm. more my own and my, my own yeah there was like quite some heat we posted some stuff on not heat but people were like like <sighs> insurance are companies up. are because they're being whack you know i've Someone I know lives in Simi Valley that's had been with post. Mercury for years and just literally dropped him out of like this teeny like uh, claim and that's jacked up and oh. it's crazy. The claim yeah. stuff, like when you have claims, like I understand that the non-renewing of households of people mm-hmm. without claims because of something that they don't understand doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So when you've been paying them for 18 years for a long, long time. Right. So the, to understand, like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to not play the insurance guy side, but I'm going to try to talk like kind of yeah, as a consumer, please. but to give like a consumer a basic understanding of insurance, it is, as some people just zoned out. They're like, Ooh. Um, <laughs> insurance premium is putting a price to a risk. That is the definition of insurance premiums. It's like this costs this much because we believe the risk is this. And if you think about insurance, it's the most socialist construct we have in the United States. We all pay a bunch of money into a big pool. And then some people take money out when something happens. Yeah. But usually the things that happen are so catastrophic, like people's houses burning down, that they couldn't pay for them themselves. So by us pooling our money together, it's what makes it work, right? There's no, it doesn't, there's no, ins- we point. can't rebuild the houses in Laguna Niguel that burned down recently if we weren't collecting premiums in Laguna Niguel and Ladera Ranch, et cetera. So what makes insurance in California so difficult is there was this thing called Prop 103, Proposition 103 that was passed. 20 plus years ago in California that created the department of insurance and created an insurance commissioner, which is a political position that is elected by the people. Right. Shit, so we vote often 
Every four years we vote on the insurance commissioner. We just, we just reelected him when Newsom and everybody ran just what a year ago. So every four years we get the insurance commissioner's two term limit in the past. It has been kind of a stepping stone for many politicians to try to run for governor. So it is becoming like, it's a political thing. Most insurance commissioners know not a lot about insurance going in. They're not like former insurance people or like insurance advocates. What the hell are they? Politicians. So you have... That's something I could see myself doing later in life, honestly. Being a politician in California? Go clean up Sacramento for us. I would mop the floors with some fools. I love it. But okay, so sorry. We have an insurance... Are we one of the only states that has this? A lot of states have it, but like the thing about Prop 103 is there's no checks and balances with Prop 103. So the insurance commissioner and his office are the final say-so. So like the assembly and the Senate can't like override him. So like if the governor tries to do something, the assembly can say no, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's Mm -hmm. the whole... Separation of powers that they created with the Constitution way back when. And, and, then and same with the governor. He can veto them. Correct. There's checks them out. And then there's California Supreme Court. Well, the insurance commissioner's department, he kind of like is the king of insurance. Damn. So in California, where we're kind of messed up. Is we Some have John Gotti shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well, we're kind of, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make this a political conversation, no. but where we're kind of messed up is that he has all the control. And, and he doesn't know shit about insurance. He's learned. He's been on the job like six years now. He's learned a lot. But I'm saying you're saying you don't have to know anything about insurance. You definitely did not. It's no. crazy. You have to be a popular it's politician. It's freaking crazy. It's yeah. ass backwards already. Hey, the insurance commissioner when I started years ago was a tech startup guy that was worth like a billion dollars. Oh, God. But he became the insurance commissioner because then he wanted to run for governor. And he was in the other party. So it's not a party thing. It's just okay. guys. They think of it as this is step one and then governor step two. So, um, you know, can I win a statewide election? That's what they do. So uh, what happens, because they have all this control, is we got some weird rules. So in every other state, reinsurance, which is basically when insurance companies are like, we have too much risk in this place, we want to sell off some of it. So they go reinsure it with like a Lloyd's of London, like a big, huge company yeah. that might be international. Reinsurance costs have gone up 40 to 100% in the last four years because now all the reinsurance companies look at California and they look at the primary risk being wildfire. And the reason for that is because the last five years, we've had the three worst wildfire years on record in California. And when I, did they start keeping records? We're going back 50 plus years. Okay. And they're talking about Damn. the cost of the devastation of wildfires. So it's not just houses burning down. A, a very common misnomer that people think is like, well, not that many houses burned. There's a ton of smoke damage when there's a big wildfire like that. So like if there's a big wildfire like in Cleveland National Forest, There'd be a ton of smoke damage in Ladera. There'd be smoke damage in Kodo. Like those places would have, without a structure burning down, people are going to need to repaint. They're going to need to get new carpets. They're going to need all new clothing, furniture, things like that. There's a lot of expense that comes with it. Really? So in every other state, the reinsurance cost, which has gone way up in California, is allowed to be bundled in to the premiums that they want the company wants to charge. In California, they can kick that out. They can say, no, we're not going to count that expense. So for the insurance companies that are asking for these big rate increases, and many are, um, they're like, Because they've lost a lot of money rebuilding houses that burned down? They've lost a lot of money on houses that have burned down. They've lost a lot of money on smoke claims. And they've also, they are not only looking at what happened in the last couple of years, but they're looking at the models of what's going to happen in the next five. So they're looking forward. So the message right now from the insurance commissioner's office is climate changing is changing California. Climate change, that's climate change. Climate. That's a lie. That's a freaking lie, well, insurance that's, commissioner. That's his story is climate change is changing California. And that's why the wildfires are getting worse. Catchy slogan. So at the same time, the insurance companies are like, yeah, we agree. 
Climate change is making it worse. Let us charge more. A couple They're so full of shit, they just want to charge more. Well, I can tell you that... The if I was a CEO of a company, I would latch on to anything that would make the people believe I could charge them more for my product. So many insurance companies are publicly traded on the stock exchange. They yes. are ultimately beholden to the stockholders. Okay. Right? That's their customer. There are still insurance companies out there that are mutually held, which means they are privately owned, which means that there is no stockholder. So those companies are beholden to their policyholders. They don't have to pay a stock price. There's no dividend to pay out later on. Mm -hmm, so they mm -hmm. really are trying to price the risk. Those mutually held companies, and there are many, um, those companies have lost billions over the last three years. All from fire. Not all from fire. Okay, but, but losing money, losing money and writing off a fiscal loss are two totally different things. So are they actually negative profit? What? Yeah, significantly. Okay. Significant negative profit. Okay. Huge operating expenses, not enough revenue. Okay, okay. Especially okay. in California and Florida. Well, that's the problem with some of these companies, Mercury, the big guys, they don't operate just in California. So while they're writing off huge losses in California, they could still be making billions of dollars in revenue. So the year. problem, though, or, is you if, know, you, if you're losing money in profit. California, so if you're losing money in California, do you think you're going to be able to go to the insurance commissioner of Texas and say, hey, we're losing a ton of money in California, so we want to charge more in Texas. Are you cool with that? Texas commissioner is going to give you the middle finger and say, no, we're not subsidizing California's wildfires here in Texas. Charge California people. That's the problem. No okay, one so else. I need, I'd, I'd be firing some modelers because obviously their algorithms okay, so did part, not work because they put them in this hole. So part one. So the modelers have all the power. So part one about, I'm going to tell you why Prop 103 is a mess. Part one is they give all the power to the commissioner. Part two, and part two they're, uh, not allowed to use reinsurance costs, which are an important part of the business. And part three, California is the only state that does not allow future models for their premium charges. Every other state allows for future modeling. California requires the insurance companies to look at their last 20 years of losses. So when you look at 20 I years of losses. I kind of like that though. But that's not where we're going. Climate change, Carl. Okay, climate change. <sighs> it's all burning down. When three of the last five years, of the, or when the last five years have had three of the worst years ever, Insurance companies are losing money by millions and millions of dollars. But shouldn't the other 15 years balance those bad five years out? That was the argument up until last year when now all the companies are now negative in the last 20 years. That's why they're getting some of the rate improve rate. Some of the rate adjustments that have happened have gotten approved because they are negative now over the last 20 years. They're actually lost. So what do I do when I'm giving somebody a purchase loan and they need fire insurance and... Nobody well, can get it. I'm not going to be able to fund that loan. I'll walk you into how the, I think that this is a catastrophe for a real estate industry. What's going on in insurance? Yeah. Right now. We'll get there in a sec. Okay, so sorry. Let's talk to Ladera specific, right? Yeah. So, to my knowledge, I've lived here seven years. I don't think a structure's ever burned down in Ladera. I think in Cota de Casa, two gazebos got burnt down like four years ago okay. in backyards, but like nothing's burned here. The problem is when you're looking at modeling and when they look at Ladera Ranch and they look at Cleveland National Forest, because the, the, Tim Dean made a comment about like, oh, that's all just tinder. Like all the brush. Yeah, it is. The real problem is the forest. It's the trees. The trees burn longer and harder. And what happens is the embers that come from the forest. And you're talking literally like right on the other side of Antonio. Right, right? Yeah. Like, right on the other side of like, like if you're driving down Antonio. that mountain too. Like, well, when you're looking at Antonio and you see like that brush hill uh -huh. on the other side of that where you can go camping, that's what we're worried about. That's what the insurance companies are freaking out about. That starts on fire. All of those embers are going to blow on us and they're going to blow on Lake Elsinore, right? Like that's where it's all going to, when you drive out on Ortega, it's all the stuff you're looking at. That's what they're worried about catching fire. 
So they look at that and they look at other places in the state that look very similar geographically. And they look at like the wind patterns, they look at the fire patterns. And they're like, this looks just like paradise 10 years ago. Well, like eight years ago, paradise burned to the ground. So they're worried about that exposure. Now, the closer you are to the brush, it's more likely that those, those uh, embers can land in that brush and then start a brush fire right next to our homes, which we've seen. We had evacuations over on Cecil Pasture like a year ago. Yeah. It gets yeah. close. Yeah. We've yeah. done a great job of defending it, but it only takes one fire to not get defended properly for like a large portion of Ladera to have a fire loss. And you're not talking about like rebuilding a house is 150K here. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars per home. In, yeah, that's why my premium is also five times the amount. It's a lot. Person it's in couple, freaking Alabama is paying. Here. I well, they got hail problems there. Oh, Everyone's yeah. got problems. Okay, but okay. ours are bad. Ours are bad. Yeah. There's no doubt. But that's why it's it's not that we've had so many fires. It's that they're looking at it and they're like, we don't want to try. The insurance companies are looking at future models and they're like, we don't want to try to go to the insurance commissioner after Ladera burns down to get a rate increase. There, we need to start getting ready for it now. Because in their eyes, it's coming. It's going to happen. It might not be Ladera. It might be Kodo. It might be Dove. It might be San Juan. But I get it. Somewhere. It might be Talega. But it's going to be here. Somewhere close. It's going to be here. We haven't had it. It's like a weird, like, it's almost overdue. Or. I don't know, bro. I mean, I've lived here 40 years. Do you remember when Laguna Beach burned down? Okay. I was going to say that's the closest one. Anaheim, Anaheim Hills burns down like every three years. Not all of it. Okay. But there's there's structures that burn down in Anaheim Hills. We just had ten homes burn down in Laguna Niguel from like a kitchen fire. Okay, but you can't count that as like a wildfire. But I'm just saying, like fires do happen. They just haven't happened on your street. They haven't happened in South Las Flores, but they do happen. Mm-hmm. And the and that's where we're looking at. And and it's not it's not one insurance company, right? Yeah. There's been at least there's two that are like that are very publicly out on homeowners insurance, and then two others just announced nationwide and, and uh was it liberty mutual they're out on homeowners and auto insurance nationwide they're not writing a policy in the united states right now for a new customer what cars and homes so car insurance is also about to skyrocket and the oh reason for the cost gosh. of car insurance and and for many companies it already has and those are probably the dads you see posting on the dad's well, knock on wood I, I i'm with the company with that insurance. rhymes with date charm and my premium has stayed the same so far. They won't for long. Well, I'm and have to keep an eye on it. The big problems that happened with car insurance was COVID and inflation. So before COVID, if you got in a fender bender, you took it down to the local body shop. And they were like, we'll order the parts. They'll be here in two days. We'll get it fixed in like a week. Get your car back. So you're in a rental car for a week. The insurance company's paying for it if you have mm-hmm. the coverage. And your car sits in the shop for like seven days. The insurance company has to pay that shop every day your car is there because you're taking up a spot. So they pay them a daily rate. It's a racket. It's a lot of money in body shops. So <laughs> hey, why do you think they talk. Keep, why do you think there's like 400 caliber collisions in Orange County? There's a lot of money in body shops. So what happened with when you had these delays of parts, all of a sudden, instead of your part showing up in three days, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, it'll be here in a month. So now your car sits there for 30 days. So they get paid. And then you're in a rental car for 30 days. The Hertz Dang. gets paid. So now that $2,000 fender bender costs 3,500 bucks. Now over inflation, inflation affected labor rates, labor rates, like places in the market of like these trades, blue collar work mm-hmm. went up a lot. 
that guy that we used to pay $30, the insurance companies paid $30 an hour to repaint your car. Now he makes 40. The guy, they used to charge $19 a day for your car to sit there. Now they charge 26. All the car prices climbed. And in the meantime, the Department of Insurance here in California put a pause on rate changes for like three years, almost three full years before we could even file for a rate change. So we were still charging pre-COVID costs for post-COVID expenses. And all the insurance companies lost a fortune. And so that ended, that three years ended or... They, that now has been lifted earlier this year. They, they were like, okay, you can. And then, so they had, I forgot what it was like a hundred admitted auto insurance companies still left. Every single one filed for a rate increase of some percentage, six, 40, whatever. So they have to file with anyway. the state when they want to increase their prices. And they got to get it approved. Yeah. So there's this whole process, but every state's like that. Every, almost every state has some kind of filing process where the, one of the very few where it's all through one man goes to one guy, him and his team decide. Damn. Dude. And if he doesn't want to look at it for a couple months, well, then, then you, you better hire some new lobbyists. And insurance you see some problems. Company. Oh yeah. There's, 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 there's a lobbyist group out there. Yeah. I want like that. So that's a job I would excel at to get. They're hiring. I'll tell you right now. The lobbyist hiring. groups are. Oh, yeah, they're oh like crazy. Me there's a lot of money in lobbyists too. Yeah. A lot of money in Sacramento. Good. A lot of money in California. <laughs> But to get back to where you're Lobbyism talking about. Lobbyism is, uh, gosh, it's so American. All right. So sorry, getting back to real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So I deal with, I talk to a lot of people in other companies because I have referral relationships with other companies that I can write this business. They can't, they can write this. I can't. Got blah, it. Blah, yep, blah. Yep. So we refer people to each other. Um, we work together and, and I get education on what's happening in the market. Cause I get, yeah. I get fed a lot of information from some companies, but I don't get some from others. So getting it from other sources is great. The big challenge that we're having is the, state has something called the California fair plan, which is supposed to be the insurer of last resort. That's like in the slogan for California fair plan. It's supposed to be less than 3% of homeowners. It's significant. I just risen. did a house with fair plan. It's significantly risen in the percentage over the last three years of how many people are insured with it. And it's expensive. Like it's very expensive to get like regular homeowners insurance. If you can get in the area is way, way, way cheaper. Like I'm talking like in Kodo, like instead of paying like three grand for a house, you're paying like 10. Well, he had to, plan. he got regular insurance, but then he had to get like a fair plan for wind or something for fire. And then he has what's called only? a DIC, which is a wraparound for every other coverage except okay. fire. But the fire cost from the fair plan is a fortune. So and what California's I'm worried about, making that money. It's going back to the department of insurance. That's who runs it. Yeah. Mm. So what the challenge is, for a mortgage person or for a realtor, you've got debt to income, right? You got LTV yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. You got, oh, you got yeah. people trying to buy, keeping yep. up with the Joneses, trying to buy bigger and better, and they're right up against those numbers. Yep. And you're all thinking in your minds, like, okay, insurance, I'll put 150 a month. Dude, there's not a lot of homes in Orange County for $150 a month anymore <laughs> with, with homeowner's insurance. You just can't. So what's going to end up happening, especially if all these big insurance companies get big, big increases. Like I have an insurance broker next to me in my office building. Mm-hmm. She, her team is seeing in Talega like 80 to 100% increases. Are like, you serious? They are doubling premiums. Wow. Right she had one in Fallbrook, 507% increase. Guys, premium went from 2,800 to over 17,000. So imagine if you got a bill next month and it said your annual premium is now 17 grand here in Ladera. Peace. So you have all these challenges. You have less insurance companies even less and less insurance companies wanting to insure in what they consider high risk wildfire areas like 
Ladera's not like super high risk. Like we're not a five out of five. We're not Lake Arrowhead. But we're like the next level down on most wildfire maps. They don't want to take on the high risk if they don't have to. So you have a, an availability issue. There's not as many options. You got a pricing issue because everyone wants to jump their rates up significantly. We're not talking about six, 10% rating right now. We're talking about F does the insurance commissioner. Okay. An 80% rate increase. Cause they show the necessary documentation that it's needed. They, they, they explain why it, did, it wasn't unjustly done. It's crazy. It's crazy, but they show the exposure as to why. So when all that starts to put pressure on one, I can't find homeowners insurance or two, it's too expensive. It's going to mess with loans. Oh, if you can't find homeowners insurance, you're not getting a loan. Can't get a loan. It's going to mess with realtors. It's going to, if they don't yeah, you can't find get homeowners insurance, you can't sell a home unless they're paying all cash. If we can't find a solution. But even when people pay all cash, if they're smart, they get homeowners insurance. They want to get homeowners insurance, right. Yeah. But like, if we can't find a solution for this, that's going to drive down the price of homes because people are not going to be able to afford the homes that they want to get into. So everybody's shopping for a $1.5 million home and all of a sudden get squeezed down to 1.3 because of LTV. Hell yeah, because they got 500 extra a month in... In insurance premiums, yeah, it's coming. They got to find Damn. a solution. So the only thing that, like, I could logically think of is if somehow right now we're not allowed to charge a different deductible for like wildfire. Okay, that would be a solution. Another solution would be to speed up the process of which these rates are getting approved. How much of a deductible? I talking about. I don't even think I know what my deductible is. I mean, I like, want to say, I would say most people carry like 2000? two to five grand. Probably two to yeah, five grand. I want to say mine's two thousand. If we could do like like earthquake insurance is a percentage of your dwelling coverage, so like people carry like fifteen thousand to like a hundred and twenty thousand on earthquake insurance. If we could do something where like wildfires a twenty thousand dollar deductible, and drive down the price significantly, then I think that's what solves this problem. But all that kind of stuff has to get approved by the Department of Insurance, and he doesn't seem very keen to be working with the insurance companies right now. Why? What's he doing? I think he's positioning himself politically i don't know so he's like he wants the fair plan to work so then he could politically look good i think he also wants to when he's got like two of the largest insurance companies in the country saying that they don't want to do business in california he wants to be find some kind of middle ground to bring them back in because that's a win for him yeah so why is he doing nothing um he is he's he's negotiating with all those companies he's Okay. Yeah, all the big guys that have left, all the guys that are threatening to leave. I mean, all the companies that have filed for rate increases that I haven't gotten approved from right now, they're talking to him all the time. But they all got to find some middle ground. And he did not get into politics to end up the commissioner of insurance in California. He has much higher aspirations. Especially the that. worst one we could possibly have ever seen. It's it's been a tough it's a tough uh, tough time to be the insurance commissioner when you have. So what would like you this. do if you were him? I would be. I'm, I'm, I'd be on the side of like letting the businesses run themselves. Like in reality, what should happen is, is like, let everybody charge what they want to charge. Yep, like yep. have them prove why, like they can't just gouge people. Like, and I don't think anyone's trying to gouge anybody. I, if you go look at their books, if you go on like Wikipedia and just look at revenue, like, and you look at the net income of these companies, they're all red arrows down. Like they've all lost millions, if not billions the last couple of years because of inflation and because of COVID because they weren't allowed so to So you're not talking rates. about just losing money in California. You're talking about company bottom line. Across the country. You don't have two of the larger insurers in the country say we're not writing new policies across the country unless they are just losing their ass. And that's what's happening right now. But they could be losing their ass in the state but still making money as a company is my point. But they're not. They're losing. They wouldn't stop. If there were states they were making money in, they'd stay in those and leave the others. Got it. Okay. They're getting their ass kicked. They're all getting their ass kicked right now. It's it's an ugly time to be an insurance agent or broker because it's a because all we're doing is raising rates and talking to customers. Mm-hmm. And the weird part is, is when I have customers calling me in Ladera Ranch right now, mm-hmm. that are, their rates are changing and they're like, this is crazy, Chris. Blah, blah, blah. Like, how can you charge all this much? I 
honestly can be like, you can go look around if you'd like. And yeah. I and I think you should, but I don't think you're going to find anything much cheaper. Yeah. And if you do, it might be cut rate. Like you might actually get something. Yeah, cheap. if you do, it's 20, 30 bucks more or less a month to go with and there may someone be some, like you. And there may be some great companies out there that are significantly less, but what are you giving up? And how? And for how long are they going to be that much less? Because yeah. we, we know all this pressure is happening because nobody's like, no one's lowering rates. Right yeah. Now, period. So some people had asked me questions about like, so what do I do? I'd let the companies price mm-hmm. their products and then I let the market dictate where people go. It's very American of you. If we jack rates, if 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 my company jacks rates forty percent, and and the company down the road only raised three, then we should lose. Yeah. And if companies want to slash rates because they can they can still ha- show that they have a financial strength to do so, let them. They should totally. be able to do that. The 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 bureaucracy of of this, the political engagement that happened in the insurance industry is what is stalling all this from happening. Which the stalling every month that we that these companies don't offer their products in these states and they're just losing money makes it harder and harder for them to come back. And that's really the worst thing for consumers. It's the worst thing for home buyers. It's the worst thing for mortgage brokers. It's the worst thing for real estate people, for property managers. Yeah, it's horrible. Condominium associations right now, holy crap. They are getting murdered by insurance rates. Murdered. Many of them, there's one called Sea Country in Rancho Santa Margarita. It's, oh, they're huge. So that little, so they are now disbanding their commun their condominium association because the the association insurance on the like the master policy got so exorbitant it went up like four x oh that they were like we can't pass this cost on in our dues anymore and they rewrote their CCNRs and they told all their customers go get homeowners insurance instead of condo insurance because we're no longer a condo association we are just a bunch of detached we're a bunch of attached single family homes. Wow, dude. So I had customers calling me like in the last like two weeks that got this letter in the mail that live there. And they're like, I got to change my policy. By the way, I've never heard of an attached single family home. It's attached single family home. <laughs> starting to pop up. That's how weird insurance wow. has gotten right now. Are you sure you don't mean townhome or condominium or apartment? Uh, attached single attached, family home. They need an HO3. That's a new a one for me. Homeowner's policy. It's crazy. So I had some questions that I would be remiss. Please. Yeah, share those. Not, uh, let me grab some of these. So I don't want to. Time flies in the casita. We didn't even do our Urban Dictionary Words of the Week. But oh. dude, we're already. What minute you think we're at? I mean, I know what time it is, so we got to be like 80 minutes in, right? We're like 96, oh bro, 97. I'd be asleep if I was listening to me. Um, I'm not that interesting to listen to for 96 minutes. No, we've had some fun tonight. Um, so people said, like, I'm curious about fire risk and companies taking on new customers in high fire risk areas. Right now, it's extremely limited. Availability is really bad, and that's a problem because you need options because availability, a, a healthy market in any industry, yeah, 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 yeah. a healthy market is going to be what's best for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And that's so, options. That's options. Yep. You need options. Yep, always. Right? We want to bring as many options as possible. We should, as Americans, love yep, competition. Totally. Right? Um, some people said, like, is there a five-year, what is the one-year plan or five-year plan? And people are trying to, you know, these companies pulling out of the state. All of that, the, the companies that are pulling out of the state, I can tell you, they are just looking for a resolution with the Department of Insurance. When they get a resolution with the Department of Insurance, they will come back as fast as possible. California I mean, we're, what, the fourth largest economy in the world yeah, now, I think? Yeah, yeah, There's 30-plus million people that are here. No insurance company that wants to be number one or wants to stay number one or grow to number one can do that in the United States without California. Great point. Like, they got to have California. So they want to come back as fast as they can. Um, people talk about insuring houses that back up to the canyons. Yeah, that is that is also going to be a huge issue is that we need the state of California to spend money on 
mitigating wildfire. Now, Gavin Newsom talked recently about how communities have started joining the Cal, it's a uh, firewise communities. There's certain communities in this area that have gone firewise. There's one out in Santiago Canyon, like out by Cook's Corner. Um, there's one down in Dana Point that's done it. I think there's one in And what is that, like Arizona style? Like It's just they're like, they've made, there's like a checklist of like Arizona style landscaping, X amount of feet of clearance, no brush at all, um, enclosed eaves so that embers can't get up into the attic, certain roof structures, like no more How do you shingle. enclose your eaves? You got to build it like that. You could, well, you can get them enclosed now like you can buy like fireproofing things that actually like go over the eaves like you can there's companies in orange county that do this okay so it's not a self-installed diy thing Nah, i mean you could like if you're really i couldn't but oh, i'm sure yeah. there's handy guys that could do it they could buy it. the proper materials and do it themselves but enclosing their eaves reduces the but they they do and the entire community buys in and then a lot of insurance companies now give them a discount so like they'll give a five to ten percent discount on your insurance if your community which is freaking nothing after they've forexed you yeah but ten percent is gonna be a lot of seven grand it's a lot of money, but shit. I know. When I was paying three grand before. So that's tough, man. So how do all these insurance companies feel about the state writing the fair plan? They must hate that. So, I mean, they don't. I hate that. The well, government has no fucking business in insurance. I'll tell you, the brokers don't. Like, the brokers that sell the, st- the fair plan like the fair plan. Because the fair yeah, plan. Yeah, the brokers that sold Cover California like Cover California. pays, right? They get paid. So um, most of the fair plan is supposed to be high, high risk. So a lot of the insurance companies don't mind not having to play in that space. Okay. But the high, high risk isn't Ladera. The high, high risk is like Sonora. Topanga like, Canyon. And like Mammoth. Like where okay, it's literally like it. tall, tall trees above your house. Yeah. Right. Like up by the Getty in LA that catches fire like every three yeah, weeks. Like yeah, that area yeah. should have fair plan. But like if Topanga you're living. Topanga Canyon's so sick though. Oh. Well, yeah. The mall, up on Mulholland Drive and all those areas up in LA. Like there's some. I mean Beverly Hills. 90210. It's impossible to get insurance. I mean, I'm not buying a house up there anytime soon. But <laughs> that is impossible to get insurance. But like, that shouldn't be Ladera. That shouldn't be Rancho Mission Viejo, Cody no, Pass, hell Buff no. Canyon. That is not. We are not that exposure. We do not have sixty foot redwoods above our houses that could just fall, like catch fire and just drop fire on us. That's not where we're built. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be lumped in with the people. So you recommend forest. people? It's good that they know the situation. But you recommend them to obviously call their agent with any questions. Call you. Call me. They should you get want. a second opinion. The other thing, multiple that, opinions right now. I mean, I'll be calling you as second. I see my insurance skyrocket because no you say it's coming. Give me a ring. It's all coming. Yeah. But the other thing that you, people need to start thinking about is call Kate Sanchez, Assemblywoman Kate Sanchez, who's our representative mm-hmm. here in Ladera, mm-hmm. up in Sacramento. I met with her. Uh, chief of staff down at her RSM office like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this and we like talked, she's, she's, she understands it. Like she's a local, she lives in this area. She understands how crazy insurance how old is. is she? Maybe like early forties. How long has she been in office? Six months. Newly elected. What'd she there to make before? change. Owned a small business. She's ready. To, she's ready to fight. Okay. That was her whole thing was she got to make changes in Sacramento. Okay. So go, t- go talk to them. Talk to them about how, She's the one that her team was talking to us to me about some of the condo associations. Like I, it was worse than I even imagined, but they're, they're very aware of it, but they, but they need, they need to know this is something that's important to the community for her to like bring a bill up. Just wait. It'll come. Yeah. As but soon we need as it starts to hitting the pocketbooks like that, it's going to become way more important. Just got to get involved, but like be ready when your kid turns 16, be ready for the, like not today, but in a year from now, like insurance is going to get weird. It's going to get expensive. 
gosh, because I pay like nothing right now. Less than 500 for two cars and home. Oh, cars is, yeah. Today it's great. I love it's it. It's like 440 or something. Terrified of what my own insurance is going to be. Yeah, right? Me too now. Shit. 4X. South Lost Florida is going to get nasty. Not, we're not going to get 4X. It's not that bad, but it's going to get bad. It's like Bitcoin. We're seeing weird stuff. <laughs> Altcoins. Right? We're seeing some <laughs> weird stuff. Buying Lambos. But yeah, this is, Ladera is not a terrible place to live. This is a safe community. Like this should not, we should not be treated like we're some like. Yeah, right. Home. Like some barren wasteland that's just going to. Like the rainforest is going to catch fire and burn down. That's not what this is. So. <laughs> well, okay. So tell the people how they can get a hold of you. Um, so you can call me. I, I can't even, I'm not, I'm not allowed to give out my email address because it gives away a code, but they can call my office if, whenever they'd like. Nine four. Am I allowed to post it? You can post it if you want. Oh, when I, when I, when I like, you know, release the episode, I'll make sure I put your email address in the you show notes. My, just put my website on there. Okay. ChrisFerrarJr.com is my website. 949-586-7060 if you want to call me. Uh, if you're on any of the Ladera pages on all the group pages, you can message me if you got any questions on anything. And it's not even like, yeah. I just want to be helpful to the totally, community. Totally, totally. And, and be informed. That. Like I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. So I got like super into like understanding how this works. Like, yeah, you're, dude, call. you heard, dude, you're golf people. All, you're the planner, dude. I'm people planner. trust the planners. If you're going on a golf trip, you can call me too. Yeah. Give me a ring. Yeah. Shoot me a note on at, at flag high society. You can hit me up there. I'm happy to help. Just if you want to go to Bandon Dunes, be ready for 2025. That's the next time you go. Sign me up, dude. It sounds like my kind of place. I'm going to do some golfing and Sasquatch hunting. Just beers and walking with your your boys, with all your homies. Have there been any Sasquatch sightings at that Oregon golf course? I mean, there should be, right? Gosh, that increased business for sure. Is Sasquatch Washington or is he Oregon? Oh, he's everywhere. Pacific Northwest. That's just his community. Out there, yep. Once I win the lottery, I'm going to go hunt one down. Just prove... Prove that he's real. I do want to thank you um, for doing this. Like, just like bringing this, like, information, like having a platform for people to talk in Ladera oh. Ranch. Like, it's rad. Like, Ladera Ranch, it's a cool community. Yeah, you know, oh, I, hell yeah. Even I some barely cool, live in cool it. People. I'm on the, on the outskirts of it. Hey, it's Canada a, counts. It's a great community. You're in the there's alliance. Great, there's a... Uh, there's good people. There's there's garage bars like Hambones. You got Hambones. Yeah, Hambones. Hambones. There's just good people. So, yeah, I, I need gonna, to know. He needs to come on this show, dude. I need to know how he got that nickname. I think I know. But, Matt, you know, Matt uh, need to have him was supposed to come this evening and share the microphone and sit here and chat, but he is the flakiest person alive. And I don't, I don't think he's allowed. His to, wife's so on it. So he's not allowed me. to leave the commune Shout that is Hansford unless Kelly allows it. So I don't think he ran the spire first. So. Oh wow. <laughs> he's not listening at minute ninety eight of me talking. So I can. I don't I can, know, dude. He might be. Matt everyone, him. everyone, you know, they just kind of heard freaking more money. <laughs> ears shot up. At least my ears shot up uh, right here. Four X something. He's gonna call me tomorrow. Now what's happening? All right. Well, hey, it's been Thanks, a sincere Carl. pleasure. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Mr. Chris Ferraro, F-E-R-R-A-R-O, Chris Ferraro, Jr.com, LaderaRanchRadio.com, Steintime Podcast. I cannot freaking decide on, like, what song to take it out. We're going to go with my first album, or this is the band for my first album. Perfect. But That's where you should go. It's not Dookie. 
But it's still a good song. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week, couple weeks. I don't know. That's why it says semi-monthly on my on my podcasting. <laughs> I, like I was website. like, thank the you. Website's, I built that myself. I, I, I taught heard, myself WordPress. That's impressive. Hey, dude, Websites I'm, are not easy. No, no. And I'm just getting started on that I thing, love it. dude. I'm, uh, yeah, thank you. Blow this thing up. Chris Frawl Jr., thank you. Appreciate you, man. It's sick. We're going you know, to do this again sometime in the future, too, because you're a really good dude. I like you. So, adios, amigo. I'm having trouble trying to sleep I'm counting sheep but running out As time ticks by Still I try No rest for cops in my mind On my own, here we go My eyes feel like they're gonna bleed Right up and bulging on my skull My mouth is dry My face is numb Fucked up and spun out in my room On my own, here we go On overdrive The clock is laughing in my face Crooked spine My senses dulled That's the point of delirium On my own, here we go Feel like they're gonna bleed Right up and bulging out my skull My mouth is dry Face is numb Fucked up and spun out in my room Shaka-laka!